0: Hello
1: and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lorna Kozlowski, with me as always, the original Roach Rider, Mr. Madnaz.
2: Keep it rolling, baby.
1: There we go, ladies and gentlemen, back with you, back for another episode of Roach Coach, creating this new metal canon one album at a time. This week, a very special episode. We knew... We had to, you know, we call it some big guns in. Matt, we call it some big guns in. This new metal is the biggest end. gun. We got big, the biggest gun right we here. We got one of the biggest guns here of not just new metal, but of like, I mean, in a way, new metal journalism. You know, digging into the archives, finding those lost treasures from the bygone thick of it era and surrounding. You, I will know, say, this was yeah, like yeah. the
2: first mm-hmm. page that I saw that was specifically about this era putting it back out there but from a special perspective lauren finished that intro oh you may know her from the mosher megs
1: instagram it's rachel branson everybody Hello.
3: <laughs> that was so nice thank you
1: uh, rachel welcome to the show we are very happy to have you been longtime fans of your instagram i mean you're always posting stuff that is amazing these kids at you know all these festivals in 2001, talking about how the System of a Down is the best thing I ever seen. Yep. And then do you like, do you like Fred Durst? Everyone's always di- that's the questions that everyone was asking in 2001. Yeah. System of Down, yes. Fred Durst, no or yes. Like everyone was just so divided. And now as a country where we're all united again that we yeah. love him. But back then, man, it's- it was quite a quite a thing. Uh, Rich, I wanted to start. What was the for people that don't know and shame on them. They've been listening to the show and they are following you on Instagram. Um, What was the original motivation for starting this page?
3: So um, I am in my real life, I'm a librarian in a university. And um, as part of that, we saw we get lots of like databases of other like media so you know like typical media like I don't know important journalism you might say I don't know film journalism we have a rolling stone archive we have a spin magazine archive all of these things and I thought where's all the British stuff where's the British magazines that I used to buy and then I thought well I could do that somehow in my life even though I don't have any magic equipment to scan these things (laughs) But I thought, I know enough about this stuff and I have enough of these magazines. So I uh, went to my mum's house where all I, I'm a hoarder and I kept everything, <laughs> even all the bits cut out and everything and I started organising them and I started just taking photos and I thought, because there's this gap in the market of this time period that you've been covering and also the the British side of it as well. So I wanted to maybe do a bit of my own expertise and yeah it's taken off from there and I think it's horrible to say I think the pandemic did help um it meant that I had a lot of time at home to go through stuff and I had a lot of I don't know a lot of time to scan magazines and organize magazines and get in touch with people and people were also at home and were like sending me things so yeah it's been a bit of a whirlwind like it's three years now um and it's been just like it's just the most fun and i'm currently in a room with just like you can't see it obviously it's a podcast you can't see it but (laughs) just baskets and baskets of magazines in order i have a big spreadsheet with everything i've got so if somebody wants something from a specific era if you give me as much detail as possible i will try and my best to find it um so yeah
2: (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. I'm pulling up one right now. This this one steals my heart because it's it's from Kerrang! And it's called Block, Rock, and Beats. And this is where they go to the fans and they ask them a question like, what's annoying your neighbors? Vicky Short, 16 from Blackpool, comes in hot with spit by Kitty. <laughs> I first heard them when I was in Canada last July and it was the start of a long obsession I love this so much because everybody is so earnest and it's like 100%. Like, you can't, if a 16 year old is excited about something and they're telling you about it, it's the truth. Like, she's living her truth. I love everyone, but Paul O'Brien, age 16 from Manchester, coming in with Cold Chamber by Cold Chamber. They're my favorite band and that album's so heavy. The second one was a bit crap, but the debut is excellent. Hear that, Lauren? it's a bit crap a he bit agrees
1: crap. with me a bit crap you know what and i mean also matt that's that's how you talk all the time you're like and, uh, oh this, this is me? a bit crap this is a bit crap <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: big big crap
3: <laughs> and what's really nice about those ones as well like as part of, you, you said about like why did i start it but a lot of it is like people were in these magazines like people were at gigs people had photos taken of them and because none of this stuff's online it's stuff that people haven't seen for like twenty plus years. So I get lots of people getting in touch saying, That's me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh <laughs> my God, amazing. like I'm so sorry. Or are you okay? <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's <laughs> always quite a nice thing as well. It's like it's 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 brought a lot of people together. I think it's a I think as well, you've probably realized it's a bit of a generational thing. Like these weird mm-hmm. memories, like a sort of pre internet, like like the 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 culture was so different. Like back then, it's not to say it was better. It was just so different in the way we consumed things, Very and yeah, the way we sort of like like you mentioned is Fred Durst a dickhead? Like yeah, he was, and the reason was because he cancelled a gig in the UK, and that meant everybody hated him like from that moment because it was like we got like maybe one gig with him (laughs) and it was like all right every Mm. alternative kid was going to that gig and that means no, we hate Fred Durst now we hate Fred Durst so yeah it was it was a it was a time I was I was quite young but it's it was very important to me so (laughs) it's nice to relive it now as an adult and see how many other weird adults there are that do it
1: (laughs) The one I liked from that Black Rock and Beats column was uh, there were two right next to each other. Joanna, 23 from Putney, said that I'm listening to Disturbed's self-titled album at the moment. It fits the way I feel when I go to work. I hate going to work, and I always feel like killing my boss. <laughs>
3: She's watched too many disturb videos.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I was
1: the like, the best you
3: know, part
2: about Joanna's pictures, double fist in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in, each yeah in each hand. Each hand. And
1: uh, but also I like because the tone of that is also very songmeanings.com. People were also still treating the internet in the way they were treating being randomly interviewed by Kerrang or what have you. Uh, and then right under uh, Joanna is a gentleman named John. He's got a red baseball hat on, backwards. He's twenty, he's from Stroud. Don't know where that is. And he says, Limp Biscuits $3 bill, y'all. My favorite track is Pollution. It's a lot heavier than they are now. Their old stuff should be the way forwards. Man, did we hear that a lot? Oh, yeah. All these people being like, the biscuits got to go back. Got to go they gotta, back. They got to go back. So good. So good. I need
2: Danny at the milk bar to come back. <laughs> right? And at
3: that time, yeah. $3 Billy All was only about four years old. So it was like, <laughs> oh my God, take <laughs> me back. <laughs> take, I need that
1: old stuff. Take me back
3: stuff. to 1997. <laughs>
1: Uh, so perfect. Uh, well this week, um, we are talking about an album. When I came to you and I said, Hey, come on the show. Is there an album you'd like to do? And you were like, you sent me a couple and Defenestration, their album, One Inch God, an album that was in my collection, but I had not listened to it and just been on the long list for a long time. Felt like the perfect thing to do. So we're going to dive into this. So Defenestration, their album, One Inch God. We've got a couple different release dates here, Rachel and Matt. According to Google Overall, they say May 14th, 2001. According to Discogs, October 9th, 2001.
3: I think that's the label, I think that's the UK and the US release. Because I think it was Dreamcatcher Records in the UK and Spitfire in the US.
0: Ooh, oh, so, I think it was
3: closer because I, I found the review from Kerrang and that was from late April 2001. So, I'm guessing it's the May one.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. So, that would make this a thick of it record. Sure would. Sure would. Um, Rachel, we'll start with you. What is your history with defenestration?
3: My history with defenestration is simply that I remember them a lot in the pages of magazines um in the years 2000 to 2001 um they completely fell off after that um have had this discussion with my boyfriend who's a little bit older than me and had an older sister who was very new metal um mm. the biggest deftones fan you've ever met in your life um <laughs> but they like he said like he remembers it exactly the same way like they, they were just everywhere I've, I've found many scans of them across one year of kerrang and then they just fall off that i couldn't i don't remember anything about the second album at all but yeah first album era i remember them i remember it was there's a girl lead singer oh my god and they're british oh my god and she's cute oh my god and they're 18 oh my god like just all these things that were like bound to get headlines in the music press like all of the, the bingo of <laughs> of music press things so yeah um yeah and I remember that they were very linked with other bands like Raging Speedhorn and I believe that she may have gone out with Barney from Napalm Death at some point but I'm not entirely sure if that was confirmed or whether it was just like a rumor but yeah that's That's kind of my history.
1: (laughs) Okay. Matt, I'm pretty sure you and I really have no history with this record. This is brand new for us. Uh, It is. Absolutely correct. I have a physical copy of the album here. I picked it up from an eBay store. This is a new one for us. It's Sword Killers. Got it for a sweet $4.99. Ooh, score. I know, right? This album are interesting. We've got what looks to be, I think this is like a, a Tiki doll of sorts on the cover here, which I think is our supposed one-inch god on the back cover the band is sitting around at a table around the tiki guy who's sort of glowing with red eyes a little bit but they all seem like they're just having a nice time that is the thing that i know these have to be probably the most adorable band photos i've ever seen for any band we've ever done on the show uh, i mean here they are just nicely there i mean the uh the lead singer is sitting there holding a teddy bear and then the uh, the band photos in here. I mean, this is this could be the cast of Friends, <laughs> like New Metal Friends. Like they are just they've got all the ball necklaces and the band T shirts and the spiky hair. But they're just they all look like nice
3: nice folks. It's a very distinctive British new metal look, I have to say. Um, like because mm. they're all about eighteen, they're all dressed exactly mm. how I remember. She's wearing trousers <laughs> that I had which are big purple baggy cords that I used to drag on the floor. There was something about, like, a, the British new metal look, which was kind of rooted in a bit of hippiness and a bit of, sort of, like, mm-hmm. a bit more goth, like but, like, fun goth. Not cyber goth, like, more of a fun goth. But, yeah, like... Okay. Th- the okay. Moshe Mag's name came from, like, and, like, some of the other elements of it was, like, the things we used to get shouted at us as teenagers. So you'd get called a, like a dirty mosher or you'd get called like a hippie or you'd get called a grebo, or like a grunger. There's just everything was said with a bit of an insult. If you were walking around the street and that's kind of what I get from them. I just think these are just people hanging around a town center in central England and <laughs> they're just dressed like, yeah. Like their mums have bought them a shirt from, I don't know a supermarket for their holiday and instead of putting it all the way they're going to wear a band shirt underneath it and just keep it open like that's a British new metal look
1: I love it so from what I can gather of who's in the band on this album we have and it's all just first names according to Discogs we have Scott on bass Stacy on drums Reeves on guitar Jay on guitar and vocals, and Jen on vocals. In the liner notes, got uh thank yous here. They thank, they shout out Raging Speedhorn, Brutal Deluxe, Napalm Death, The Junket, Gutworm, Autonomy, and Matterdom. Gotta thank Gutworm. Gotta. If you <laughs> don't thank Gutworm, you are. Who are you? Are, <laughs> don't forget geez. where you came. We're right. Gutworm. We're Gutworm, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just pretty standard stuff. Nothing too wild in here. No, no thank yous, I would say. Scott thanks the drinkers at the Market Inn. Stacy thanks the Irish guy at Total Rock and Barfly. And he also thanks Locus, parentheses, Jameson, you are a nut. Oh,
3: Jameson.
1: <laughs> Jameson. You nut. What the store? You, the- <laughs> you <laughs> nut. You nut. You nut. Uh, oh man you're
2: you're you're nut we all know it
1: (laughs) we know it we know it producer uh, before
2: we go any further yes can we talk about the name of the band being throwing a window somebody out a window
1: (laughs) you know the thing about it is that i was looking at this album cover for the past couple of weeks i've been to me it's a fertility god i would i would put money on fertility god for the statue yeah Uh, I think you're right, Matt. But uh, the thing is that, like, this is one of those ones where I think they were like, what does it mean? Sounds super cool. It's about throwing somebody through a window. Perfect. Great. Love it. But, man, typing this out every time. My my spell check was like, you ain't got it right, man. You got too many I's in there. You got too many (laughs) E's in there. And I was like, man, this is just one of those things. And then now I feel like there's, like, a couple defenestrations out there. Yes. So that makes things confusing, which is funny. Like, this is the name it's got duplicates. Like multiple people are just like throwing somebody through a window. Let me get four
2: other dudes. <laughs>
1: like we're breaking a band. Well,
2: I think it's 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 a word that's kind of like bedlam, Where it's like oh, this is where the crazy people we're going to name ourselves bedlam. And then no.
3: I think there's a trend of that though, like with British bands. It's like especially this this era and like this type of band where it's like some young people it was almost certainly like open the dictionary, first pass. Like, oh, this sounds cool. Like, it's got, like, hidden meanings. But, yeah, like, I don't know. There's the band Symposium, who's British, and I always think that, like, just sounds like some sort of business. It's like a business meeting. (laughs) It's meant to be, like, a Yeah,
2: it does. (laughs) Whoa. But, no, they're like, no, it's not just a business meeting. It was like when the Greek Council would get together and they would, like, (laughs) get drunk and then discuss
3: a topic like love.
2: (laughs) And you're like go away please stop
3: i did i did write a a list of like other british new metal bands from this era of names that i thought you would quite like to hear there are some familiar that you have done okay um so you've got your apartment 26 so yeah okay and then raging speed horn who i think have been recommended a few times nobody really knows what that means um having the horn means to be horny or like so, for me, it's... Horned up. Yeah. I can get it's horned like, up. Okay. Yeah. It's, for me, it's like somebody driving a car very fast and, like, I don't know, the film Crash, maybe. Um, <laughs> wow. <Well>. We... <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's a real Cronenberg nightmare over here.
3: I mean, if you've seen a picture of them, it, it, yeah, it's not very sexy. It's, it's very British New <laughs> I never
2: understood. <laughs> I'm not here to shame kink, but uh, that is a interesting kink. <laughs> I mean, if you've watched Crash... Which I do recommend.
1: Incredible film. But it is one of those things where I'm like, this is like an impossible, like not, it
2: can't possibly be real. Like, it's like, and there's not no way. to take an even sharper left turn, but yeah. James Spader had a run, guys. <laughs> Oh, James Spader was like he
1: was getting handed scripts and he was like he was like Rodney Dangerfield and back to school except saying not sleazy enough and handing it back like that was he was like I need maximum sleaze am I am I a problem in this script good that's the one I'll do I saw, I saw like,
3: James Spader being referenced under one of those the death of the twink is a horrible thing and I was like as if you don't think James Spader is still really sexy like what the hell <laughs> like anyway
1: (laughs) james jay spader needs to just sit somewhere in a slouch position and say like a line of dialogue and somebody's like oh this guy i need to know about this guy (laughs) oh man uh yeah i'm sorry okay
3: i will i'll reference it and i don't think we should reference it again because they were unfortunately our biggest new metal band we've got lost profits um Mm. that's the end of that um (laughs) earth tone nine that was one. They had a big album called Arc Tangent, which the, I believe the festival of the same name, which is like a sort of prog math metal festival is named after. Um, we've got Sugar Coma, who is a British female new metal band, who is my other suggestion, who are just... oh, uh, At some point you need to get... I, th- I feel like Jenny might need to come back to do that one because it's... Yeah, mm. she would absolutely love it. <laughs> if you think Kitty are like... Yeah, it, it, it's it's not good <laughs> the biggest hit was a cover of you <laughs> drive me crazy by britney spears so in a new oh, metal oh yeah
1: oh yeah jenny jenny's already booking her Yeah, yeah <laughs> <it's just>
3: happening. <laughs> um, and then i've got uh kill to this which is kill to this like roman numerals okay. um
2: too legit to i would
3: recommend at some point uh listening i know we love an 80s cover in new metal they did a cover of two tribes <laughs> so that's a pretty mm. good one
1: wow wow and my
3: final mention which is an honorable mention so i've mentioned my boyfriend andrew he's like from newcastle and his older sister had a boyfriend who was very new metal as well and was in a new metal band and i was like could you just tell me the name of his new metal band again they didn't go anywhere it was just local band supporting other bands and they were called because we can chef's kiss because we can beautiful
0: because oh we
2: because can.
3: we can it's not because it we can it absolutely sucks <laughs> but, <laughs> but like it's very very funny and quite sweet and very local and i had like i asked like who because i was like you've seen you saw them support people and he, he said i saw them support mad capsule market so i was like that's a pretty good one and uh, funeral for a friend is who we saw them support and i was like well they're guys who got famous and i wonder why because we can didn't anyway
1: it's funny because the bands of that ilk who had names like that, there was a run where it was like, I felt like that was every band, you know? I mean, I think half of them were produced by Putney. Who was I thinking of? Um, oh, I was thinking of, well, no, I was thinking of the, the band that was recommended to us, who I believe were ultimately just local boys, the Crawl Blind that we did, um, who for a minute there, it seemed like they were coming back. They had the Roach Coach Bump, and then they just never put an album out. Uh, that was a hot single that was oh they had a oh, couple hot it? singles yeah that single venom something like that yeah but as as we know i think honestly i think it might have been a uh, pandemic thing that did them in more than anything mm-hmm. so we've got this record here we've got two producers on the record we got a guy named russ russell beautiful name and a gentleman named simon effenemy if i'm saying that right according to the um info in their discogs here russ russell gotta be his real name his picture here uh is great it's him leaning over closely the uh the mixing board of the studio like just putting his face right to it because to let you know that he's a guy who really knows it and he's got his profile lists him as a british music producer engineer mixer musician writer and artist he can do it all and he works out of parlor studios in kettering Northants, UK.
3: Well, that's where our defenestration are from, so it seems like it might have been proximity.
1: <laughs> there it is. Who's close? And then um,
2: the best is availability. That's
1: right, <laughs> Russ Russell, you're our guy. <laughs> yep, he's got a multitude of nicknames beyond Russ Russell. Um, he's known as Risky Russ Russell, Bob Russell, Russ, Ove Ketterin, and Russell.
3: This is a man who has a lot of ex wives around the area that he is from. <laughs> and plays in a lot of bands in pubs, I am imagining. I can I can see him right now. <laughs>
2: just awake a a of divorcees, yeah, yeah. like that son of a gun do not like that <laughs> a lot of women uh, who he scummed out
3: of money to build a recording studio in his garage
2: <laughs> look i'm it's so close i've got this new band defenestration this breaks i got two points on the back end it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fun that, that's why they call him risky russ uh
1: looking at some of his credits here um he did some writing and arrangement on an album from the band Defecation, incredible.
2: Ah. <laughs> oh, um, primo name. Primo name. Uh, if he if he did something for Flagellate, then I think we have a triumvirate of amazing. <laughs> amazing uh, name.
1: Let's see what else he worked with. He did production on the album Basic Instructions before leaving Earth by the band Meat Hook Seed. He worked with he's worked with Napalm Death a ton. Uh he worked with a band called Lockup and their album Hate Breed Suffering. Um are trying to get on the Google the ex- for
3: Hate Breed there, like are not they? <laughs> like maybe <laughs> accidentally Google it, Hate Breed.
1: Yeah. He um yeah, he uh he worked with the Exploited on their album Fuck the System. Uh, I love that. Yeah, he's got he's got a um yeah, this guy is this guy's a workhorse, which is why he has so many nicknames. Just work with a new band, new nickname. But then he's al- he's always going back to Napalm Death. They got him on speed dial. They're just like, "Hey, buddy, it's the t- it's time, get back in. We need you, buddy." The uh, yeah, the other uh, Simon Ephemim, uh, uh if I'm saying that right, he's got um, an incredible list of nicknames. It says here that his profile is he's a British producer and engineer, uh, most noted for his work with metal and hard rock groups. Some of Simon's nicknames include Quilt Lifter, Richard Fingers Bottom, Absolute Power, Simon Chalk Him Up, Simon Methane Gas, that means he's a farter, and uh, a lot of- Is that what it means? Oh, (laughs) Methane Gas? That's the only thing. If you're calling some guy that you're spending time in a small studio with Simon Methane Gas- (laughs) That dude is. Maybe he's just got. He's maybe, he's some got maybe he's
3: a secret chemistry teacher, and he's got a hookup. I don't know.
2: <laughs> he, yeah, oh, he's that, got yeah. Bunsen yes. burners. Just, right that there. might be it. That might be it. It's got uh, <laughs> It's got graduated cylinders all over
1: the
0: studio. What do you need? You can do
1: oh. it. <laughs> uh, he's got. He's got two pictures. Um, on his uh, on his Discogs page, one is him. It looks like he's next to some sort of loading pallet. And he's got the the Shavo long beard goatee situation going on, bald head. And then in the second photo, it's him in front of a mixing board, looks like at a gig. And he's flashing the metal fingers in one hand and the other hand, red solo cup. Because you know that oh, boy. That boy's getting down to party. That boy's a fart. Getting...
3: Yeah. Oh, there it is. That guy, is. There that guy is. bakes brownies.
2: All right, all right.
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> we all know now. We now know.
1: We know
3: now. It's not
2: because of his love of chemistry.
3: I was giving him the benefit of the doubt, but no, there's no way.
2: <laughs> and... That guy cannot figure out anything in a lab. But he does eat a ton of beans.
1: <laughs> yeah, tons. It's
2: a real beans guy.
1: Real beans guy. Real beans guy. So we have talked about the band, we talked about the album art. Um, Well, actually, yeah. So, um, Rachel, you found uh, a bunch of great articles from Kerrang! and other magazines talking about the band, reviewing the band. You had a couple bits that you wanted to talk about you thought were pretty great.
3: Yeah. I mean, the first one being that (laughs) in 2001, I found an issue of Kerrang! that had the 50 albums you must hear in 2001, and this album was named as one of those. Um, but but in January two thousand and one, it was uh, known as Thrustable Offense, which I thought was was pretty funny. I don't really understand what it means, but I think it's very funny.
1: Wow, wow, <laughs> Thrustable Offense. That's that was the name of the band. No, that was the
3: name of the album oh. before it was One Inch. Oh, oh,
1: One Inch got Thrustable Offense. <laughs> These kids, a bunch of kids, yeah, a bunch, bunch of, of kids, kids hanging out, just yeah, like you said, wearing t-shirts that their mom got them. Yeah, and the articles that you sent over, I mean, you also have, yeah, they they don't know what to do. These these guys don't know what to do with the fact that there is a there, there is a woman singing metal music, Matt. What? 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 My man ears. I I I I need to reassess this. So of course the article is called "Pretty on the Outside." They just they they Wolf, have, they've got to address it. They got to address it.
2: Oh boy, uh, woof! The woof, um,
1: woof, woof. tough stuff, tough stuff.
2: Look, man, if mm-hmm. you're worried, that pretty little girl's not gonna be able to do it. <laughs> she's. Let me just tell you, she's pretty on the outside. Inside, pure dog, pure <laughs> new metal dog. Don't worry about
1: it. Now, I have a feeling that that was an editorial decision because the the actual review itself was written by Emma Johnston. So. I doubt Emma Johnston would have gone with that headline, but no as way. I've as I've learned over the years being on Twitter, so a, a journalist will write an article, it'll be reasoned, it'll be well thought, it'll be put through, and they give it to the editor, and the editor's like, we're going to call this thing, Junk in the Trunk, and you're like, why? Why have you done this to my beautiful thing? <laughs> why would you give me this headline?
2: Why uh, murder's cool.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, that's not what
2: I'm saying. This is about balanced budgets. <laughs>
1: Let's see. So uh, in this article, it starts off with an incredible quote from uh, one of the opening bands. Lo, it says, I feel like I'm going to shit myself. This is the way Dilo's singer Sean introduces himself to, the, to London town. I'm sure the people of London don't want to see my ass. He continues. Nah, it's too hairy. His bandmates tell him not that it stops him from revealing a good expanse of crack to all and sundry during one of his many in crowd walkouts. <laughs> Nottingham's dialo seem to have everything. Tunes that land like a much ballsier faith, no more, only with a much more obvious sense of fun, and a charismatic frontman who reckons one way to get the typically static capital city crowd down to down the front would be to leave a trail of sweeties. <laughs> Ones to watch.
3: <laughs> that is the most Emma. local, like that is the most local support band description I've ever heard in my entire life, <laughs> like. I,
1: I, I'm also reading that and I'm like, guessing, like, I'm like, I don't know, because we've heard there's so much butt talk at the top that I'm like, Trail of Sweeties, is he talking about leaving turds? Like, what are we talking about
0: here?
3: <laughs> That's what my meant. I, I don't know what they're talking about a here. a pretty random era, so I imagine it probably was actually just like some Starburst or something like that. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Uh, Uh, I think yeah you're right every single article is like oh my god she's blonde she's got bunches she looks like Emma Bunton like and can you believe it she's also 18 what the actual hell is going on and it's just like in hindsight obviously at the time it was gross like in hindsight it's even grosser it's weird Mm. because it's like the, the I've sent you three reviews and they're all good reviews of the album like they're all pretty positive but every yeah. single one of them is like she is so cute i can't believe how cute this 18 year old girl is oh my god like why do you have to mention that if you like the album you like the album like it doesn't make any sense yeah to me. yeah
1: yeah i mean yeah because you think i mean to flip it it'd just be so weird to just be reading you know from the same era you know like a mud vein review yeah. and they're just like i cannot talk enough about how hot chud is he's so hot and rhino don't even get me started he's oh.
3: recently just turned 25 like it's just like why does it matter <laughs> <laughs> what does it matter
1: <laughs> oh boy oh boy i mean we know Local why it we know why but
3: you know we know why it doesn't yes. matter
2: <laughs> heartthrob bob dylan just turned <laughs> 72 can you believe it can you believe it? looking wiry than more wiry
3: than ever they do that though. oh they do that with um oh who is who's the guy who runs um fox news uh rupert murdoch
0: Rupert there was Mir- something yeah. the
3: other week where it was like, "Wow, Rupert Murdoch is looking so youthful." And it's like obviously some paid <laughs> journalist because he looks like, what? he's like melted turtle on the beach, what? like some Daily Mail he, article. He, he like, yeah, he just waddled
2: over an embankment and he's like, Argh. <laughs> "Wow, look, <laughs> look, how look how at this spry he guy!" Is. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah Rupert Murdoch yeah a guy. I mean I try to imagine Rupert Murdoch like walking briskly down a hallway and I can't see you know, it I just don't see it yeah like it still <laughs> happens
3: I just think you have to pay for it now if you like it's the other way around you get old and you have to be like wow look how, whoa look how hot he is like oh <laughs> Uh,
1: <laughs> my lord yeah but yeah i will say yeah most yeah all these reviews you sent me sexism aside very positive people were on board for this band this one review i don't know where it's from but they got four out of five smiley faces That's
3: rock sound magazine
1: <laughs> rock sound magazine yeah it says one inch god is a great debut album from five teenagers who certainly possess oodles of all of that all important x factor and then they immediately followed it up with, although not a classic album, One Inch God is a well above average debut. And the fact of the matter is these chaps and chappas, okay, don't know if that's a word, are so young, they've got years to get better and better as they mature. They most definitely have some serious potential. Indeed, it's great when you hear a band that have loads of talent and are yet so young because you know they're just going to get better and better in years to come. Who... No one edited. I was about to say who edited this. No one edited this. This went in and went print. Rock
3: Sound was notorious uh, first, for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, first
3: draft,
2: best draft, best draft. Yep, <laughs> hit print. Rock Sound mm-hmm. used to
3: print posters like where you would pull them out of the middle, but instead of doing like two-page posters, they would do it like where one half was on one back of the other, and the other one was there. So you actually couldn't pull them out. You would have to pull out two pages to put like a 2 piece The editor. <laughs> it was a together. very sort of shonky. Uh, <laughs> lovingly done and yeah it's a very strange mixed bag of things i'll have to find a coffee to send you because it'll be like gomez kitty Mudvin, badly drawn boy. it's a very very strange mix of stuff <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> of course put them did all together did you ever read a package magazine. did you get
3: i was a yeah, q guy. it's a bit like I was it's, a q it's guy. like a more metal q magazine like it's a very very okay. strange mix of things like yeah i'll i'll, I'll grab when one w- and then i'll just hmm. have it <laughs>
2: While you're getting that, I'll say that yeah, during that late '90s, I wasn't the new metal guy. I was very into what was happening coming over. So like, I had a bunch of Star Sailor and Rialto and like all these UK bands because it was like I wasn't super into new metal. So I got like into kind of the Britpop of the time. Even though I don't think it's all Britpop, but like in, over here, That's, it's just like, oh, you're from the UK, doesn't matter where. That, that <laughs> era popped. is
3: called Brit Rock. I'll let you know. Oh. Brit, Britpop is the mm. 90s, Brit Rock is the like Travis, Elbow, Doves, that sort of thing. It was like the post Radiohead, because I'm a big Britpop guy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Perfect. Now I have a demarcation yeah, point. Okay. So, like, yeah, mm. it's kind
3: of a little bit like your. Like, the, the party started this. It's like it's almost when Oasis released Be Here Now, everything kind of after that is a little bit like okay the downer. Mm. But that's when it became a bit more, like, thoughtful, less laddish. It was like, this is when Travis mm. got big and this is, you know, when Coldplay started coming through. Is a little bit more thoughtful. Yeah, I was
2: a big Travis fan. And I go back to Travis and I'm like, I do not like this <laughs> as much as I used to. They were huge. Because <laughs> I loved... <laughs> The man who was a staple, I would listen to that nearly daily, and I went back and I, you know, I like the singles. By the way, eventually we will listen to the demonstration. <laughs> we'll get there, we'll get there, Matt. We'll get there. So here's, here's but like, here's yeah, some rock out. Yeah,
3: Sorry. Right? So they have got Pitch Shifter and Tool on the cover. They're from 2001. So this one has Slipknot, Pitch Shifter, Lost Profits, My Ruin, Alien Ant Farm, PJ Harvey, Soul Soulwax it's just a very strange mix this one is tool feeder disturbed rammstein uh, the ataris i always caught sorry that's an in joke i call them the ataris because i didn't know what an atari was and when i first said that out loud my friends used to laugh at me because i know it's meant to be the ataris but yeah i call them the ataris um Uh, mogwai uh, run dmc stereophonics uh, fear factory so that's the mixed bag you get with rock sound magazine Whereas Metal Hammer wow. was more metal, Kerrang was more rock for a little bit, but then was very, very new metal. Like very, very new metal. So yeah. <laughs> it's the big that the big three.
1: The big three. That's amazing. Um yeah, it's funny because I yeah, I I mean, we could go off on this whole British rock, British pop rabbit hole of questions I have about how things I mean, I remember I remember meeting a guy, I met a guy from Canada when I was in college and I was like, Hey, I love Sloan. Are they a big deal over there? As I think they are? And that's how I wanna be I just wanna be like, Hey, was everyone upset when Be Here Now came out? Did they all think it sucked or did everyone try to convince themselves that it was good? And like
3: yeah everyone thought everyone it was on the news it was like people were like queuing outside virgin megastar like there was people like wow look at these people going to get this new album and then it was like two days later when the reviews came out like oh shit the hindu times like it's not good magic pie no (laughs) but actually i think hindu times might be a different one but yeah like yeah it's a very very strange era and like i always like i mean my boyfriend always laugh when you talk about that you like doves and that you like block party because like to me it, like i loved block party they were like one of my favorite bands but it's just so funny like hearing these exotic american people like why are you listening to doves of all the british bands you could be <laughs> listening to You're getting really into doves oh <laughs>
1: <Rachel>.
2: last
3: broadcast
1: <laughs> last broadcast rachel i can tell you literally this is i had an mp3 of some bbc radio premiere of there goes the fear that was the only version i had (laughs) of that song for like three months and i would listen to it all the time with this guy going i don't know what he was saying he's like top track you know (laughs) these guys really did it and i was like yep and then i remember i remember when the last broadcast came out I think going on AOL Instant Messenger and messaging my buddy and being like, what's your favorite track? He's like, oh man, tough to pick right now. Caught by the River, maybe. I don't know. And you know, I put that on recently and I believe it stands up, but it does have some spacey stuff in the middle where I'm like, it is funny that I gave this the level of patience that there were so many other bands I wouldn't. Because the thing is like Doves, hardcore Doves, so I'm in concert, whole deal. But like, somebody like star sailor i remember there's a guy who lived across the hall from me in college he was like a big star sailor guy and i was like this is no good this is no good these guys yeah side. they've gone dis- um,
3: they've gone they're like not even a going concern like they'll maybe occasionally do uh-huh. like a 20th anniversary tour and like a very specific type of bloke will go to it but like yeah they're not like you know they'll like i, I tell you who's like a big mainstream like elbow are like pretty big like mm-hmm. they're like probably they get wheeled out at like i don't know if there's like a BBC event on and they need someone to play a rousing tune, they'll play a day like this, like at the end of the Olympics or something. Like there's songs that have like entered the British canon and like I weirdly elbow, like elbow or like that. I wanted to a lot that. more, yeah. <laughs>
2: I wanted to like them a lot because them in, they and South hit at the same time I and mean, I was a big South fan so I liked them more than I liked Elbow but they toured together yeah. here so I got to see them together and his voice was always, the Elbow Guy's voice was always what kind of took me out of it where I was like, musically I'm like I'm in and then he would be like
3: <laughs> I'm, 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 He's, uh, it's, no. it's, Do you know, it's a Manchester thing like, uh, sorry I got regional with it but like, they're like another Manchester band and like the thing with Manchester, as I'm sure you know, about Oasis and the Smiths and all the other Joy Division, all the other Manchester bands, Manchester is very obsessed with itself. And like, if if a band is popular and it's from Manchester, it's like they're our band, and we're going to make them the biggest thing in the world. And like, even if it, they drop the second coming by the Stone Roses, they'll be like, no, it's good, it's really good. Give it. That a album's listen. so
2: bad. That's yeah. bad. That <laughs> so is So yeah, bad. and like if you go uh, to the ma- first Stone Roses is like cover to cover yeah. classic it's so great and then love turns and I was like no <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's just yeah it's if you go to Manchester it's a city that is very very stuck in its own uh what's the word up its own arse shall we say
0: ah. oh there we go so, yeah, everything there in Manchester
3: go. is like yeah mosaics of Mark e. Smith and like it's very very stuck in it like they've just opened a, a restaurant that's like themed around Joey Division it's like They were around for like two years and he would have hated this. So like, what is this about? (laughs) Slow down.
1: Wow. This Joy Division theme restaurant. Um, Yeah, I'll take the the depression. I guess I'll take some
2: closer fries. (laughs) Some atrocity (laughs) exhibition. Ruben.
3: Uh, <laughs> I'll have a she's lost control, and please, I don't want to lose control. So make it virgin, like yeah, like, a, a
2: virgin. She's lost yeah. <laughs> virgin she control. It's just
3: yeah, that's yeah, that's the.
2: I'll have the transmission tuna, and um, <laughs> yeah, maybe give me a radio sampler. And... <laughs> uh i'm just naming singles that we're just just tapping out the (laughs) same yeah Yeah, we got through oh god Uh, what joy division songs do i know there's ah! only like 30 of them
1: (laughs) um so this album this album defenestration one inch god (laughs) the album of the week you know what matt i think it's time you want to hear it let's dive into these uh the first track is called stitch i you. My- So right off the bat, Matt, Rachel, I think we both agree.
2: This lead singer is cute. Yeah, I was listening to that. I was <laughs> thinking, mm-hmm. man, how cute is this lead, lead singer? Lead
1: singer, so cute. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this riff, immediately rocking. I'm hearing so many things here. Breeders, Deftones, Tool, Industrial, some stoner metal. And I think it rules. I wrote, these Brits, they're doing the damn thing. This is a good one. Good start. Rachel, how do you feel about this one?
3: I think, yeah, it's a good... It, it's... A great opener um <laughs> this is so weird I've, just, <laughs> I've listened to you do this like 300 times so i'm like oh my god I'm getting involved in it.
2: <laughs> we don't know <laughs> <laughs> sorry
3: um yeah like i think the chorus is almost an all-timer there's something not that doesn't hit right and i think it's something we'll see a lot as the album goes on is that the production man it's so 2001 british and Russ Russell's shed. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> it's yeah, it's just a little bit flat and the instruments are just a little bit too low in the mix for me. Um but god she's so cute. I just can't get You know, I can't get Oh, again, you know, yeah. can't get oh enough,
2: my god. But... Matt. I was like, okay, this should have been bigger. The mix is awful. This sounds so thin. It's like this needs grit and oomph and a how about a bass boost as well? Like it just means that. Everything's there. The songwriting's good. Nice chorus. I was like, when we get to that chorus, I was like, this is great. But I think what I'm missing there is that that punch. It's like technically it's the right chorus, but auto audibly it's it is lacking. Like it's just like it just feels like water going over your hand instead of like I've got something in my hand that I can grab onto. Uh, but, like, live, it might not have been as big of an issue. But if I would have heard this, I'd have been like, oh, they made this themselves in high school, right? This is uh, the first record that they made themselves, and they self-produced it instead of, like... But, like, still, good songwriting, good song craft, great singing. I like the hook. um. So I, I want to hear more because I don't know why this is the first time I'm hearing about this band at this point.
1: So this is the this was the first single. This is the only one, as far as I can tell, is the only one that got a music video. The music video is the band performing in a gazebo, and the camera will not stop spinning. It just keeps spinning around them. If I was running this on the track, I would be throwing up because there is so much spinning camera. This camera just won't stop spinning. Uh, but also it seems like they got like eight angles, eight shots, and then they were just like, you know what? we can just recycle these we got we got shots all these cutie pies um because let's think let's let's not mince words the boys in this band are cutie patooties too okay uh this one guy with this with the uh the frosted tips and he's smiling in this photo he's cutie patootie too it, it looks
2: 18 <laughs> yeah. nearly everyone's cute-ish. cutie cutie Eight. patootie
1: that's right that's right. There are a few weird insert shots. Like, I don't really think they had much of a concept here. So there's like shots of like fire eaters at some point, and then also <laughs> like an old house, like shot, uh,
2: like
3: nothing's new with more more new metal than a
2: broken down shack.
3: and it's, yeah. it's wow. new metal cliches. There's like teddy bears and dolls hanging from the trees, and like
2: mm-hmm. sort of weird
3: stilt walkers and things. It's just very. I just mm-hmm. when I watch it, it just really makes me laugh because again growing up in the uk knowing Mm. what i know about this era and knowing what i know about like how people who dressed like defenestration dressed that i know for a fact it will have been filmed in some local park where they are from and there will have been a lot of shitty little kids walking past on bikes and smoking like i don't know just cigarettes and whatever and shouting all sorts of insults at them as they're trying to do this video and it will have been so mortifying for them because it yeah it'll have just been a saturday afternoon and they'll have had an hour to do it or something like that. And it I, I did try and find it. I thought I'm gonna try and search like local newspapers because I'm like, I wonder if there was a local newspaper article. Cause whenever like a local town, a small town gets something like this happening, oh, it'll be in the paper. Wow, local band is filming in the park. Like <laughs> it'll have been big news, but I couldn't find anything. But yeah, I just it made me laugh imagining just like people just like looking at them and kids just looking at them as they're trying to do this video. <laughs>
1: We're the next big thing, you kids. All right. <laughs> Get ready. Get Have ready. Have you heard
3: of Raging Are... Speedhorn? Because
1: mm. we're friends
3: with them <laughs> and they're also the next big thing.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Buckle up, kids. Um, all right. Up next, we've got Kill the Prophets. Yeah
2: I'm super confused. I'm super confused by the songcraft on this
1: one, Matt. These kids are just doing everything they can. All right, they're 18. They're in the studio. They're there with Rusty, Risky Russ, <laughs> and he's like, "Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. You okay. want to scream, scream it. You want to whisper, whisper. You want to tune it down, tune it down. Do whatever you want. You're in Rusty, you Risky Russ." Take them risks.
2: The risk that Risky Russ took here was not giving any notes.
3: (laughs) He's the opposite. He's the evil Ross Robinson. (laughs) (laughs) Hands off. I'm not throwing a thing at you. You just
2: do what you do. Because I just saw like great ingredients combined in all the wrong ways on this song. It's like the scream is fine to open up, but you did it for 35 to 40 seconds. That needed to be halved. And then you needed to dump into the quiet part. Also, where is this mix? Is it in the other room? Where? His <laughs> wife got it in the what divorce. I... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they might have buried the tapes and then in a tape machine under the ground. And we're like, roll it. <laughs> this is the risk when you get Risky rust. Risky rust. But, Like ah, It's yeah. all there, dude. Like... The first 35 seconds of her screaming is perfect, but that's, dare I say, if we keep on a cooking metaphor, an amuse-bouche. We need to cut that. Then if you want to add no music, bass rattle, that's the time. Build up. Kitty did this incredibly well where they would just, like like with spit, I think where they just kind of pull back a little bit. Like you want... You want that pullback so that when you get back to that thing that you know you can do, everybody hears it and goes, that's it. Oh, let's go. Pit's activated. We're in a great place. But instead, I've got distinct part, distinct part, dropout to build, not to the part that I've heard before. Now I've got a bass rattle. It's like, and I'm a minute 30 into a two and a half minute song. It's like, or three minute song. Like oh the potential. I just see it and it's like someone else needed to be in the room. It sounds to me
1: like they needed to get out of the room with Risky Ross and get in the room with nasty Nas. Oh, nasty
4: got goddamn.
2: <laughs> he needs to twiddle some knobs. Cause everybody knows the audio on this podcast is a hundred percent my doing. Mm no uh lauren does all the work <laughs> still uh, and, and i'll just let you guys know a little bit be- peek
1: behind the scenes of when i edit the show is that i dive into it at eight o'clock and i'm like let's go and i'm cutting stuff and i'm moving stuff around and then by the time it's about 10 30 i'm like i gotta
2: get this done so i can go to bed so <laughs> usually, <you> know, the, <laughs> the first half of the episode is a hundred cuts the oh, back yeah. half of the episode two.
1: I'm leaving all the ums in, all the yups, the bathroom breaks, leaving them all in. I've never left in a bathroom break. I did listen to a podcast a few years ago where someone left in a bathroom break and I wanted to die. I could not believe it was real. Could not believe it was real.
2: And that was the Joe Rogan
1: experience. (laughs) That's right. They were like, oh, we're going to leave it. That's why those episodes are three hours long, because he's like, we're going to leave the the poop breaking. Pulling up the lyrics, sadly, I'm very sad to say, songmeetings.com has no comments. It shows that there is one for one song, but when you click it, nothing shows up. So there were no comments to songmeetings.com for this band, which was a bummer. Also, when I was trying to do notes for this episode, actually, SongMeanings was going through uh, what I can only call an ill-advised redesign. And half their links weren't working. And I was like, what are you doing to me? What are you doing to me? But I can happy to say as we record this morning, they reverted back to their old design. Everything's back. The comments are there. You guys can go. But Defenestration, they did not get much action in that regard. People did post lyrics, but did not give any comments. This song, the lyrics I wrote down in my notes, confused, I don't know. This time, need a go. The same or a fake, the truth is hard to take. You know, this could be about a lot of things. Matt, what do
2: those lyrics mean to you? Um, That you're in high school and you want to sound really deep? There it is. There it is. I d- uh, what uh, is, because um, uh, I think in Canada, they don't call it high school. They call it like uh, university or something. Yeah. What do they do in the UK? What, we, what... we
3: would call it secondary school. So we've got primary school, which I guess is uh like your... It's like when they're five until 11, and then 11 okay. till 16 is secondary school, and then you go to college okay. from 16 to 18. So these are college kids, not university kids, college.
1: <laughs> okay. 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 Right. Okay. Okay. So hi- okay. So over there, that's college. Interesting. And then university is, well, university yeah. here too. Okay. There you go bridging the gaps <laughs> across the sea it they is although
3: in some parts of the country it is called high school and they do have middle schools as well so it, it does depend but mm-hmm. i went to a i went to a catholic secondary school so i'm a very catholic good girl <laughs> in case you couldn't see that which you can't because it's a podcast i've said that twice now uh, i did shake my head there <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, perfect, perfect. Um well let's let's get into well, let's get into more of these kids. Maybe they maybe they might have a dark streak too. you never know. Next up we've got under locks.
2: The song so hot someone had to call the
1: police
3: oh it's okay it's coming for me i have to go
1: oh my lord oh boy oh my lord Take to the hospital this
2: song's put me in traction
1: oh my lord uh this one i you know i gotta say guys i i know we've been criticizing a bit of the production stuff but i did my first listen to this album was in my car and i gotta tell you this thing sounded hot I was like, these guys. I was just into this like doomy sort of stoner metal tone. And I was like, I mean, does it get samey as the album goes goes along? Sure does. But I was like on the ride, you know, with this. And it was also funny because I was like, I never knew, moment to moment, is she going to coo or is she going to shred? You never knew. Screams or uh or whispers you don't know she it, it's 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 arbitrary because you know listen risky Russ he's got his <laughs> feet up on the board okay all right he's got his feet up he's there and he's he listen he is dodging phone calls from, from a variety <laughs> of women lawyers and a variety of women like Russell where are you where are you at are where's, you in the, the, shed? Money, you where's the money Russell where's
3: the money Russell he's not called Russell he's just called Russ if he's British and Russ. he's just from the Midlands, he's just Russ. <laughs> <laughs> he's just
1: Russ. He hasn't been called Russell since he since he was born. Absolutely not. Nobody knows
3: his real name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh uh, yeah. So yeah, they're just these kids are just doing whatever feels right to them in that moment. And they're like, you know what? I feel like now is the time to scream, but then also I'm gonna start singing again as well. Uh yeah, I would say on a on a I did I did the three listens. I did a car listen, I did a stereo listen. And uh, and I did a headphones listen, and I can tell you that car listen, man, that thing just filled it up, and I was I was on board. So I like this one. I thought this one was. Uh, I could see you contained
2: good. space, letting this kind of turn it up, let it rip. It would be good mm-hmm. in that sense. Yeah, the headphone listen that I'm doing right now with everybody, this ain't it. It's a not cheap. a
3: headphones album. <laughs> I did like I no. I think I did two and a half listens, and I did one on an Alexa. I'm sorry and then oh that's fine. a speaker but uh, and then i did one on headphones and then i did one i'm the dishwasher to get the full roach coach experience
1: there it is <laughs> there it is there
3: it
1: is. you just christ <laughs> cow challenged you. <laughs> you did it you did the christ <laughs> cow
3: challenge and the best one was probably i mean the kit my kitchen has quite a good acoustic and it did sound okay it sounded pretty loud in the kitchen and pretty good but yeah i, I think it's got like i know not like the, go with me i think it has musical theater energy i think it has like like drama school like she's i don't know she's she's really performing as she's doing it like i can see her sort of doing like an interpretive dance or something as she's doing it and like i don't know i find it really difficult to explain there's something quite performative and not in a sort of like i'm the front woman of a band where i think it's i am 18 and i did a level drama and (laughs) this is how i was taught how to express and yeah, I, I'm a bit, I, I kind of, it, it definitely has like, oh, I'm 18 vibes.
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah, I definitely see that. I definitely see
2: that. Um, Matt, anything else for us? Not particularly. I, I, I thought the song was okay. okay. Um, it, it's one of those ones where it's like a lot of bands had a song like this. It's kind of like middling, for lack of a better word, where it's just like it's trying to find its feet uh but when when she goes for it i'm all in uh, i do like that but then there's another part of me that goes it, it took a little it was weird to get here right this is the one where it's just like we just did the hottest song that we have the crowd's gassed and we need to like recoup a little bit Oh under here's underlocks <laughs> uh yeah we're gassed cuz we just jumped up and down a bunch we got to play underlocks <laughs> i might be 18 but i have no cardio (laughs) um yeah lyrically this is
1: classic young person stuff because they're feeling like they're under locks and no one made a key so in here i will rot it makes more sense to me oh yeah (sighs) man this song was written right after a door got slammed and i can that's right i'll
3: add some some more england context We don't, we don't drive cars in the way that you do when we're like 15 and 16. And like, if you are from a small town, you are stuck in that small town. And until someone learns how to drive when you are 17, which costs quite a lot of money, and then you have to buy a car and then you have to pay for insurance, you are stuck where you are. The, The day that one of my best friends learned how to drive, we went to McDonald's to get the nugs <laughs> lunchtime <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a rite of passage but we have to wait a lot longer and like mo- I, I still can't drive <laughs> so <laughs> I can I can just picture like yeah my own feelings of being a teenager like it's not only the actual doll that's being slabbed it's like oh shit I live in a small town and in one of the interviews here when she's talking about that I found from the time when she's talking about being on tour one of the things she says is that she likes to go and look at the sea because she lives in the middle of england so she doesn't see the sea and i was like that's like that's like small town mentality if you don't live near the sea you don't see it and it's just like i can just i'm going back there just oh
1: (laughs) (laughs) and it and it's funny i think all of us take it for granted because you're on an island that you would just all have easy
2: sea access clearly not (laughs) clearly not so this kind of begs the question from, uh, again, we're dullards over here, but like our small man, our small town mentality is slowly disappearing There's tons of small towns across the United States, but on s- scale, like 40 years ago, they were a little more populated, and then it's just as jobs have dried up in small towns, it's kind of made the small towns even smaller, and there's... You know, my my cousins are from that small from a small town. And it was always like and they they moved there in the seventies and they were the new people. Today, they're still the new people. Like in that town. And there's almost like that feeling of like, You're not above this. You you trying to get out of here? Why are you why would you ever leave there, Yeah, here? there is a
3: lot of that. Like when I was growing up, I'm, I'm from a very small town as well in the northeast of England. Um, it's called Billingham. There's nothing much to tell other than our... in. I, th- I think in my head, everything I've seen of Detroit, it's probably a very similar thing. It was very, very industry heavy. We had a lot of chemical plants and we had a lot of like, like steelworks in, in where I'm from and a lot of oh, those jobs okay. dried up. So my family... Grew up like when I was growing up, my granddad he worked in the chemical plant. My nana worked in a factory, like, and then when I was growing up and I was moving to the big city, which is an hour away, like, (laughs) my my Mm. nana was really like unhappy. She was like, "Do you not want to stay at home? And do you not want to do this?" I was like, "I'm only going an hour up the road, but it yeah, it's very much the same kind of thing." But yeah. um, it's it's yeah and that would be exactly yeah. it would
2: be like to move to port huron which is in a 40 minute yeah. drive or a 30 minute drive it's like it's not it's nothing it's fine yeah,
3: it's, it's I, very very strange but it's definitely like whenever no. i go back i still like you know my family still lives there and my friends are all still back in in that part of the world and it's fine but like i don't i couldn't don't let go, the city ruin you i moved up here when i moved to university and i sort of never i never looked back but I'm back yeah, living in a, the, small, a smaller part of yet. my city. I don't live in the city anymore, which is, which, you know, I live up near the hospital, hence the, uh, hence the siren. I should have <laughs> warned you about that, actually. I didn't realize how loud it would be.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: well, that is fun. You know, we got to get a couple sirens in there, all right? Wouldn't be New Metal without Love it. a siren. Love a siren. Um, uh, all right, next up, we've got Glory. Glory. So, when you look at these lyrics on paper, it seems like it's a bit of a like, uh, you know, people are trying to take away my rights, take away my abilities to live my life as I want to, and I'm living for myself and living for my mother. But then when you listen to it sung, it sounds like she's actually just saying to her mother, Don't take away my rights. I'm staying up late. I'm going outside. Don't tell me what I can't do. Sure, I can't drive, I can walk. <laughs> I'm gonna go walk with my There's friends. A McDonald's
3: in the next town over. <laughs> We're They're going to get some nuts. Let's go.
1: That's right. Over there, they didn't do a night drive, Matt. They did a night walk. You're allowed to go in a
3: pub under the age of eighteen. You're just not allowed to drink, ma'am.
1: <laughs> you can go in a pub at eighteen. You can't drink, oh, but you can go in. You
3: can in go it. in it. You just can't drink
1: so what do you do then you think we used book. to
3: play pool at college
1: <laughs> Ah, okay. Mm, right. you can, you can okay. drink
3: at 18 in the uk that's the other nice element of the uk we can't drive but we can drink my god can we drink
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh you know i mean i see i've seen so many movies so many guy richie movies and it always seems like everybody's just going to the pub <laughs> all the time and I was like, do they go to the
3: pub? Oh, boy, do we go to the pub. My gosh. Okay. Got a pub. All right. I've, my window looks out over a pub and it is like I'm obsessed with it constantly just looking out of the window. What's going on at the pub? Like, yeah, people go to the pub. It's where we It's where people go. It's very much a a, a UK thing. Go and watch the football. Go and watch sports. It, like when I was growing up, you would have birthday parties in the pub so that whoever's birthday party if you're like 10 you have your birthday party they've got like a little soft plate and then like the parents that meant they could drink while all the kids are just like getting hyper in the other room and yeah like it. it, the pub is very much like a british institution (laughs) like i'm happy to report that guy richie for all of his sins was right about that one
1: All of, all of his sins? Wait, you see, Guy Ritchie made some bad news? Okay. We'll, we'll,
3: we'll have to touch I on mean- this later. Right,
1: this is news news to wait, me. Wait, news to what? me. Wait, what? All of them was, blockbusters. I thought <laughs> that guy was just knocking it out every time. Oh, you're right. He did do Aladdin. Forgot about that
3: oh, one. Was that Forgot him? That, one.
1: that oh. was him. Listen, he's, he, listen, Guy Ritchie's like, I'll do one for you, and then I'll do one for me. That's what he's doing right now. So he'll do an Aladdin, and then he'll come back and he'll do The Gentleman. And then he'll do well. I don't know. He's got he's got one with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal coming out in a couple months. They finally just put out his uh, his Jason Statham one that got tabled for a year, which I am hyped for because I'm a Statham head. The gentleman
2: is very bad. It is not good. (laughs)
1: I would say The Gentleman's a solid two stars of, <laughs> out of four. Out of a <laughs> <out of> t- hundred? <laughs> Colin Farrell's very good in that movie. He's very funny. Oh, he's the best part of that He's film, the best part. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. I, I mean, I'm going to sound like a huge Guy Ritchie apologist here, but I mean, like, <laughs> King Arthur Legend of the Sword is probably one of the most underrated would want to be blockbusters that movie is bananas from
2: frame one rachel to is walking out of the room <laughs> i mean i'm Isn't sorry rachel i'm talking
1: <laughs> another ambulance coming to pick you up And my hot You've takes done <laughs> too much harm <laughs> but no i mean, listen I, I i sat through revolver that one's not one of his best it's very weird but i mean when i was in university you snatch came out my freshman year and then that means that everyone talked about how good Snatch was for the following four years. So, yeah, we were, yeah, we were a bunch of Richie
2: heads, you know? <laughs> Big rock and roller fan.
1: Right. You know, rock and roller, that one's underrated too. Oh, no, I am a Richie <laughs> head.
2: <laughs> all right. Well, let's
1: you hop into the next
3: one. This, this that's oh, right. Yeah, the that's guy, right. Guy cast. Guy cast.
1: Uh, all right. Um, up next, we have Thrill of the Chase. Yeah. uh i always like that pause there because it really does feel like they did everything and then they were like
2: oh we should do it again we should do it again
1: hold on is everybody still here (laughs) we've
2: we've only recorded a
1: minute only a minute everybody still plugged in (laughs) look back at look back at risky rust
3: i just don't understand like it sounds like it opens with like the pre-chorus it doesn't have an intro i don't (laughs) i don't like this one (laughs)
1: Duh. Tough Rachel's out. <laughs> Tough finish. Out on that one. You know, for me, I like the bounce. I loved this is the thing when I would listen to this record, like the first half, like I was just like, it all was sounding the same, But I was like, I'm just into this like doomy tone. Maybe I just haven't been listening to this type of music in a while. This level of new metal and this little sort of like doomy tone. So I was just like, I was just taking this. This was a nice uh, nice change of pace, you know. I mean, also, to my credit, this was like what I listened to right after we did Hollywood Undead. Um, So it was like, oh, this might be the best music I've ever heard, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, it just, you know, comparison bias. Matt, how'd you feel about this one? You
2: know, I feel like we've heard a couple too many of this type of song so far. And we're only one, two, three, four, five tracks in. It's kind of like, I don't. I don't need this one after glory and in uh, underlocks. I I need to rock a little bit more and yes, I know she's screaming. I get it. But like energy-wise, BPM-wise, it feels like we're in one band and that's that's where we're stuck and it's like I need I need to either fully t- take it down and just kind of like be in the mire or I need it to be like way more aggressive and a lot faster i just kind of feel like the worst we're kind of stuck in one tempo and really it lends itself to that kind of "Ah, wishy-washy
0: it's
2: like okay cool great that you can do that what else what mm-hmm. else i'm five socks in oh defenestration i'm sorry I w- <laughs> please don't throw me out a window <laughs> i wonder
3: if uh, so in my research online when i watched the video for stitch i was reading the comments as i was disappointed there was no song meanings comments i was really hoping for some like wow this is the band changed my life or whatever this bitch broke my heart or whatever whatever's usually on there oh i can't believe no one's commented on this I could just yeah, add right. those on. That. This is you song meanings. Uh, I mean, meanings. Yeah. Hello, you but know. Yeah,
1: you know, I mean, you what well, you you could have also checked to see if there are any typos and then posted all the lyrics again underneath and said, "I fixed yeah. it. These are the right. These are These right are lyrics.
3: from the album uh, liner notes, so actually, I know that they're right because mm, liner notes have never <laughs> been wrong. But um, never, <laughs> in never. one of the comments, it really like it, it absolutely just very much uh, add into the, oh, she's very, very cute and very, very British and very sort of young. <laughs> um, the comment is, I seen these... And this, Sorry, I'm going to have to do this verbatim as well because it's written very, very British. British. Okay. Seen these sure. open for napalm death and to be fair, pretty good live. Found it funny the vocalist had to take puffs on an asthma pump between every song. So
0: mm-hmm. maybe
3: she's not able to do like the screaming at any other pace, maybe this is like this BPM that they've chosen is just like, all right, I can do it at this level. I can't do it for a whole song. And like (laughs) I just thought it's very, very cute and very sweet. But also, yeah, maybe that's why it couldn't really be maintained.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing you hear about these bands that you know, in in studio, you've got all the tricks, you've got all the filters, you got all the things you can do. And then when you get out there live, it's not not quite the same anymore. Um, I can tell you, you know, when I recently saw the 1975, um, I had watched a shit ton of live footage of them during pandemic and seen them perform live and everything, and it was very noticeable that already at a at a stately, I believe, 35 that Matty Healy is at at this point, he had a lot more back backup help on songs than he did a few years ago. So, but also that dude. Puffing away on them cigs, just puffing away. I'm just like, all right. I'm. I know you think you look cool, buddy, but <laughs> you know we have a whole truth campaign over here in the U.S. Okay. That campaign
2: backed off, and people started smoking immediately. Again. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what? Somebody's got to get that old poster, Matt. I'm sure you remember it. It's got a mouth. And then on the tongue of the mouth is a bunch of ashes, ashtray. Ashtray. Ash like tray you want out. your mouth
3: to taste like this. And I remember
1: being like nine years old, going, "No, no, <laughs> I do not. No, I do, do not." Do your cigarettes Mm-mm. not
3: have like vile photos of like blackened lungs on them? Because that's what they are in our country. No. <laughs> they've got like no. like photos of people where they've had like tracheotomies and yeah, like lungs. There's there's a really famous one which is like unintentionally funny so like on like you have to have plain packaging on cigarettes now and you can't have that they used to be just like in every shop behind the tail the or the, the counter um and mm-hmm. but now they have to be behind a closed thing so kids can't see them and they have to be in plain packaging with like a horrible image to try and deter um but there's one where it's a baby with like a, a a pacifier or a dummy it would be called in this country and in the middle of the dummy there's like a cigarette coming out and it's just like a very very cool looking baby <laughs> Just like and it's meant to it's meant to represent like all oh, secondhand smoke injures your baby <laughs> but it's just like this this baby fucking rules like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this, this baby, yeah, so, this, 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 this the coolest this, baby like, I've ever seen in my baby. life. <laughs> like, just like
4: crying
2: in my Oh, <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I love the idea just going up and like I was gonna quit, but now I'm gonna need a pack. <laughs> I want uh, to be one, like that baby. That baby, that that baby's sick as hell. I need to get that. I look at the lyrics to this song, and. I'm wondering, I'm taking the title Thrill of the Chase. And I'm thinking here of, you know, being 18, 19, you're on the prowl, you're trying to get with the hot boy, trying to get with the hot girl, trying to get with anybody. And you got that thrill of the chase. And then it seems for her, she's now been in it so long that the thrill of the chase is the only thing she enjoys. Cause when she actually catches him, she says, I'm fine I make, I make out, same again, make out, I'm fine. I'm fine. And it's like it's it sounds to me like she yeah, she's chasing down these boys, these British boys, and then once she catches them she's like mm, the chase was good, but now that I got you and uh is it's true now this is this is me just being ignorant American. Is it called snogging? Do you call it that?
3: <laughs> yes, I don't think it's said as much, but uh yeah, I think it does vary okay. between generations and it does vary between Okay. Uh, regions as well when i was growing up it was necking on oh get or oh, getting on. off getting off with oh, oh did you get off oh. with him like oh yeah, wow
1: so. <laughs> okay all right well there we go learn a little well bit we more, i Matt. mean
2: we had the very classy you you doing, it? <laughs> you doing it
1: do you hear who's doing it she was doing it what are they doing it it's gonna hump her butt what are <laughs> <mean? laughs> you're, you humping? you humping? Uh, ah, yeah. pure mm-hmm. class. You class. Oh, yeah. Nothing, nothing about it. Yeah. Uh, all right. And that you know what? This one, this just feels like a true risky Russ straight up left. He had to leave because people were looking for him and he knew they were going to come. And these kids were left to their own devices because here at track six, intro. <laughs> yeah, motherfuckers, we're disfenestration. Get ready!
4: Get your house set on fire! Let's go! Over here, we have the cutest little girl. is
1: <laughs> she? Let's find out. So
4: and Matt, by that,
1: I mean, let's
3: just keep this
1: song going. Uh, so, Matt, this is a song called "Intro" in the middle of the album. That is an entire instrumental. Oh,
3: yeah. But it's called "Intro," which is very strange. <laughs>
1: very strange just uh what a choice what a choice we're just gonna put the intro in the middle of the album because we can do we can do whatever we want you know and i mean we haven't even talked about simon i feel like is just sitting next to risky rust just like nodding along like yep dude you got it he's got he's got his red solo cup and he's like seems good to me seems good to me um yeah i uh this one i just wrote putting your intro in the middle of the album bold that's basically all i had for this one rachel do you have anything
3: no I, I actually hadn't click clicked that it was called intro i actually thought it was called instrumental because i've been listening to it on spotify and then when i've looked at the track list today you're right yeah it is <laughs> like <laughs> what a strange thing to call it but yeah
1: all right up next oh here we go all fours mm.
4: yeah we're back defenestration in the house Get out all fours!
1: I would say that, that one part, that's sort of a chorus, or I, I don't I don't know what exactly what it is there. You know what? It's just pretty cool. I, I could see a baby smoking a cigarette to that part. That seems oh, pretty it's just cool. just the coolest baby? <laughs> the coolest baby. Just, you know, just, uh, yeah, just sitting there, just thinking about whatever babies think about
3: give me that, <laughs> while give me that smoking teat. a cigarette. Give me that teat, man.
1: <laughs> give me that, yeah, baby oh. smoking a cigarette going... Mama, come on! <laughs> 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 that might be the grossest thing I've ever said on the show.
0: <laughs> goo goo, ga ga. <laughs> come here, have come we here. accidentally
3: invented Boss Baby here?
1: <laughs> oh, have- no! no! <laughs> Honestly, the coolest thing Boss Baby's ever done, because
3: that guy... sucks god i
1: hate the boss baby so much not an
3: aspirational baby is it not like the cigarette smoking baby
1: (laughs) no the cigarette smoking baby that's a guy who seems like a bit of a wreck seems like things could go wrong for him but he definitely seems like somebody who's like making some interesting decisions not good ones but interesting ones
2: while boss baby is working he's a fucking douche he's a douche what is this guy doing
3: ah he's i'm making other
2: babies look bad like Uh, not hard and I'm sorry but Mm. babies
3: need to be wearing comfortable clothes and not three piece suits like get that Mm. baby out of that suit right now it doesn't want to wear it
2: absolutely if you've tried to put a baby into a three piece (laughs) suit you give up immediately you're like
1: (laughs) oh anytime oh man when Ronan was a baby and we would try to put him in like a button up for like a picture it was like well this must be what war is like because we are we are not gonna make it i'm in the trenches here i feel like i'm up to my neck and shit and dead bodies trying to get this kid to just let me button let me button oh my god thank you okay you have just sent us this baby i'm sorry who's smoking just a cigarette sent you the baby smoking. Um, it doesn't look very happy where's my chat uh there's the baby um he looks he does look sad he does look a little bum <laughs> uh that there's a cigarette shoved into his pacifier but honestly the thing about this photo the thing about this photo is that i feel like the only reason this kid is crying is because they've been forced into this photo shoot not because there's like a cigarette there that has been this is literally like this is the best pick they got
2: this this photo of this baby that kid has so much like lament in his face like oh god like he just had the worst day of his baby I know. life i'm
3: like why would you take his cigarettes off him sometimes it's the only pleasure a person has at the end of the day this, right
2: like like come on. like he he just returned from the factory where he saw one <laughs> of his friends get murdered By a machine. He's jarred to the core. And the only thing that can give him sweet relief is just one single drag on a cigarette. And then they're just like, don't be like this kid. It's like, we're all that kid.
3: <laughs> it's how the world feels sometimes, isn't it? I'm, I'm happy to uh, have introduced you to the world of uh, British cigarette pockets.
2: <laughs> I believe Canada does the same thing where they'll have like a pair of lungs yeah, on theirs.
3: Yeah.
2: But over here, and I think like, I think over here they tried to do branding where it's like smoking will kill you on a, uh, over like a cigarette package. But uh, I don't think it's taken off nationally yet.
1: No, I, I think the other problem is that no one can read. So <laughs> mm.
2: that's the other problem. You also, know, yeah. giant. Yeah, it, was gi- finger, giant text. it was a giant black text. It was a picture of a finger pointing and then like <laughs> X's yeah, over yeah, eyes a on a skull.
3: <laughs> I mean, you dead. It's, it's like kind of a bit like the parental advisory logo. It kind of makes it look pretty hard, unfortunately. Like big mm-hmm. bold text that says smoking yeah. kills. Like sorry, that's the coolest thing when I'm seventeen. <laughs> like
2: mm-hmm. right. give me it right. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> i i am here for danger
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> speaking of the song all fours just briefly this one reminded me because at this point i'm just hearing this tone of the guitar and the bass that just is taking me to this doom level that i'm getting a little bit of torch in there um i'm guessing that's we've never settled on if that's how their name is pronounced if it's torture torche um, i was getting lush the... you
3: know the band lush
1: oh i was oh, getting wow, like a, sort of, weird, a like, mm-hmm.
3: sort of weird like sort of shoegazy like dreamy element Mm. of it i don't really know if it's like i don't know maybe it's because they're maybe it's because they're british and we're just all inherently a little bit lush but like i I think maybe Mm -hmm. yeah maybe that's how it comes out but i'm being quite kind when i say that i'm not like saying they sound like lush but
1: (laughs) um but i mean i i enjoyed this one lyrics seem to be tying in somewhat to the album art about God's being worshiped, God's wracking vengeance. Um maybe sort of I I could be reaching here. I don't know.
2: Um feels like a feels like a reach but Yeah. Laura, I mean, you it. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you. Let the
3: baby give you a thank cigarette you. and just
1: Oh, uh, uh, thank you. he will take it. i'll take a hit of that and stub it out and walk into a matinee of lock stock two smoking barrels
2: baby that baby comes in like wipes everything off of the kitchen table grabs a bottle of jack puts straight down (laughs) pours himself two fingers lights up his pacifier and is like you're gonna tell us how your day was fucking terrible (laughs) I,
1: i just I don't know how to wet my own ass. I'm just shitting myself. I'm <laughs> sitting in my own shit right now. That's how I'm, I'm doing. I'm at the factory working my
2: fingers to the bone. They're, making us, I don't finger have motor they're making us finger I don't have motor skills.
1: Also, can we talk about the fact that sometimes I think my mother ceases to exist and then she's back again? Can we talk about that for just a
3: minute? <laughs> uh, we need a mention as uh, well because, you know, I'm sure there'll be mm-hmm. some, I know like Jenny used to get like male pedants I'm, I'm being general here but pedants being like why does jenny not mention these things um this song does have barney from napalm death on it um so that is the other screaming vocal and i think the two vocals together i think she's like doing the performance of her lifetime to go up against him and it sounds like i think it's her best sounding scream because of that like she's really like mm-hmm. yeah he's playing off her really well
1: there you go. Hey, you know sometimes sometimes you just need somebody else in there to to up. I mean, Russ
3: isn't going to do anything, is he? Russ, no. listen, <laughs> <No>. listen
1: <laughs> that guy,
2: that guy is he currently hit record and left. <laughs> left.
3: How are the, how are the levels, Russ? Russ, how are the?
2: He's gone. Russ he, definitely
3: yeah. was playing darts at the pub. Like he was not listening. <laughs> yeah.
2: Ah, oh, triple twenty.
3: Yeah. Got, <laughs> Got it. Hey, Russ, aren't you producing an album right now? Sure you know I am. I'm playing
2: cricket right now, so. <laughs>
3: oh you won't be playing cricket that's way too much effort the only games that are acceptable in britain are ones that you can be involved like they're involved in having a delicious frosty pint so (laughs) darts pint Ah. down pint in one hand dart in the other so yeah
2: (laughs) there it is there it is i know one dart game (laughs) (laughs) i cricket. go with what you know is the old Matt baton
1: that's right uh all right matt next up we've got two hopeful All right. Uh, so this was the one where I started to do a little connect the dots, and I was like, maybe, maybe she doesn't have a great relationship with her mother, and she keeps calling out her mom, getting free from her. You know that there's just this song lyrically seems to be about like, once I get out of here, once I, it's that thing, once I get in a car, in a truck, and I just get out of wherever I'm at, forget about it. I'm going to be
2: never f- going to see me
1: again. I am not coming back here. I'm going to the sea. <laughs> so I yeah. never thought I'd see it. I never thought I'd see it. Now I'm there. Well, you know, what's funny is this, um, this band photo here in the liner notes, they are at the sea sitting by the sea. So clearly a big old deal to get to the sea. And Matt, you know, we grew up Metro Detroit. We got the great lakes. We're, we're uh we're bodies of water spoiled.
2: I'm, like, I'm five minutes away from a lake. Like
1: Yeah, you just listen, it's no it's it's no big deal for us, but if you're if you're in defenestration, getting to see that body of water, a gift and if you don't have a car or friend who has a car, you just gotta gotta just hear stories about it.
3: Why do you think we've <laughs> got up so up many online? poets who used to write things about going to the countryside and seeing lakes and stuff? It's like a big mm, deal yeah <laughs> even though it's a small country can i just say it as well you know keep talking mm-hmm. yeah. about her mom i think her mom's dead like if you <sighs> read in the liner Ooh. notes i don't i don't know if you can check because i'm on the discogs oh. one next to okay. her name it does say because they've got individual thank yous and it does say my mom rick
1: <laughs> so under jen she thanks dad mom kevin nan oh. gran and then my three granddads. So someone
3: in and, this band's And then mom and oh, dad.
1: here it is, Scott. Uh, Scott thanks my mom, R.I.P. and dad for the support. Support spelled wrong and <sighs> encouragement. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah, everyone across the board. Mom and dad. Mom and dad. Mom and Nick. Dad and Jenny. Oh boy, there's a story there. <laughs> um, I mean everyone's thanking. Mum is first or second thanked. With just about all these. Although I, I should point out, De- Jen starts with dad and then goes to mum. And everyone else is mum first. So I would say I call my mom mom. Is mum the more common? Do you call your mom mom? No,
3: I call her mom. M A M. That's a northern thing. So these are these oh. like defenestration are from like slightly more in the middle of the UK. So to me, it's the south. <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah, um, right. but m- people do call it The m- mum is probably the most like general one in the UK. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I'm I'm mom strictly mom.
0: <laughs>
3: okay,
1: Matt, are you are you mom or you you call her by her first name? You one of those type of guys? Ooh,
2: yeah, like hi <laughs> um real real casual with my mom. No, it's just mom. Just mom. Mom, nasal mom. Midwest <laughs> ma'am. <Yeah>. Hey mom. <laughs> let's go get some pops
3: <laughs> but there's a lot of variety uh, in, in like grandparent names I know a lot of like different people I just had nana and granddad but I know people with grandmas grandpies Grand, granddads gran granny <laughs> there's loads of those mm-hmm. sort of yeah that's way more varied there's not one size fits all but I do bristle if I hear a person from the north say mum I must say <laughs> like what are you saying that far it's mum <laughs>
0: how dare you how dare you
1: be dare part you. of the north <laughs> <laughs> um all right uh i did write down my notes at 145 there were some pretty great screams and i know you know you guys have been kind of like harshing on this i want to just say well, i was just having a great time i was on the ride with this record i was just like going along i think this really that car listen really just brought me home and so mm-hmm. Literally, because I was driving home while listening to it. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I was just having a fine time. All right, up next. Oh, here we go. It's Mushroom God.
4: What's up?
2: matt we'll start with you you know i i felt like it was a little different than what we've heard so far a little mm-hmm. different drum sounding good on that one hard uh, hard snare on that uh really snappy snare like i like that one i, I don't i don't ha- no notes no notes oh, russ and me having a <laughs> the pub. i'm throwing a dart i don't know what to do uh, he's like, "Don't worry about it." But I think I'm out quid. I don't know. <laughs> oh, are we gonna start talking about oh, money, man? Are we gonna start oh, about no.
3: money. We mustn't um, exchange rate. The exchange rate's so bad at the moment, we can't even talk about it.
1: Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I do. Uh, I, I is,
3: requested he play something
2: by the streets. He told me to fuck <laughs> off. It was amazing. <laughs> I'm having the best time of my life.
1: Uh I, you know, I wrote in my notes here that we are riffing hard with screams. This song might be about tripping. It might be about an actual mushroom god. And it has a nice, thick bass sound that I enjoyed. Um, I was I was in. I was on the ride, guys. was on the ride uh, with uh, the boys and girls of Defenestration. Rachel, how would you feel about this
3: yeah, one? Yeah, I like this one. I think it's a weird... Re- like, it shouldn't be this late in the album. It's one of... Like, this, I think we'll talk about it. Like, it's such a weirdly well the intro is in the middle so like intros in the middle <laughs> don't think, yeah it's like i think this one should be further at the front it's like it's probably the most consistent one apart from stitch i guess which is was obviously the single but like how new metal is the title mushroom god like mm-hmm. it's so new metal mm-hmm. <laughs> so what is it why is is it because of mushroom head i don't know like what is it about but i guess and like fungus among us by incubus like
1: it's I mean, like a bit yeah. of mushroom I mean, these, and new
3: metal.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it might be, it might be part of that. I mean, also, you know, you're young, you're 18, you can't get out of the house, so you're like, I'm gonna need somebody to get me some psychedelic stat, because <laughs> you can't, because you can't get that, uh, you can't drink yet. And so you're like, Give me get me something else then. Give me something crazier, you know? And listen, when you get the psychedelics, they don't have a picture of a baby with, you know, <laughs> tripping out, tripping balls on, the, on those packages. I mean, weirdly. It's so nothing to warn weirdly, you off. Weirdly,
3: like growing up, it, like at the concept of a head shop, is that something you have in America? Like a sort of, yeah, yeah. like a head, mm-hmm. like a sort of, it sells like bongs and you can get your lip paste there. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's kind of the place where you would get like psychedelics and salvia and that sort of like horrible just like not the stuff you want like that's the kind of thing that you would do on a saturday like if you went to the next if you wow if you got the bus to the next town over and you were like wow they've actually Mm. got a shop here that you can get a really horrible infected tattoo and a wallet chain and a bong (laughs) in the shape of an alien and (laughs) also i've got this packet of something that might be salvia and i don't really know but also some poppers
0: (laughs) that was that was your afternoon
3: you would hang out in a street and yeah you would all share whatever that was sorry (laughs) mum. but yeah (laughs) like about drinking as well I think another British culture that I think is a bit of a cliche but it's very very true um we do start drinking quite young over here like it is a a rite of passage to have your friend who is the one who can get served in a shop we're not as stringent with ID here I used to be able to buy alcohol when I was fifteen because I was very, I'm very tall, and like I used to like you're just going confident. You just like, yes, I will have one bottle of your cheapest cider, please. And it's like a massive three liter bottle of something that's like ten percent, and it's just vile. But oh that my. was what we would drink. Like between like twelve of us, we'd all put like a pound in, and it was just yeah. You'd have like, but so that yeah, you're right. It is like whatever mind altering substances you could get at that time is the best you can do but yeah <laughs> Just,
2: wow I need, I need a lot and i need yeah. it cheap and i need to be yeah. able to buy
3: it so yeah like whatever like whatever dodgy corner shop you could go to like yeah as soon as i get offended when i don't get id now because i'm like excuse me i look 21 i'm <laughs> i wasn't born in the 80s at all <laughs>
1: Um speaking of shopping, I was curious, what was your like growing up in the small town, what was your like record store CD store situation? Did you have to leave town or so what were your We options?
3: used to have a chain of like it was called Woolworths. It was like a um okay. like a sort of department store kind of thing. Like it had like games and CDs and tapes That was my thing. I used to buy a lot of k singles in the nineties. Um, <laughs> um but yeah, we like there was also when I was I got a bit older and I could like go to the next town and go that we have a really good record shop called Sound It Out Records, which is just the greatest little record shop you'll ever see in your life. That just the nicest people, dead kind, dead friendly, and like, yeah, growing up like they know what you like and they remember you. And like as I was growing up and they knew when I was about 15, I sort of started getting into more cooler things that shall we say like I, you know I was I was very very heavily into Nirvana and the Pixies and stuff like that and um like the record shop recommended that I buy some Dinosaur Junior and that was yeah that was my gateway now Dinosaur Junior my all-time favorite band so yeah they were very much my influence but yeah growing up as a kid it was like every weekend I would buy a single tape because it was like 99 pence which is I guess 99 cents so I have a lot of like pop singles from the 90s because I was a child in the 90s (laughs) so if there's like pop music in the 90s that's like probably my specialist subject but then I also had a mum who was very into Britpop which is why I like Britpop and all of that sort of music as well um, but she was also a hard rocker in the seventies and eighties. So yeah, I, that's I think that's why I've ended up the way that I am. Very into like alternative rock of the nineties, and then also very into like Thin Lizzy. Like, <laughs> so oh,
1: that's thin was the oh, best. Best boys and back in Can't town. It.
3: Can't it. I went to see ah. a Thin Lizzy tribute band last weekend, last Saturday, and uh, they were called Twin Lizzy. And it was just great. Just that's like what I do on a weekend now is just I go to the pub to see a tribute band. Like
1: <laughs> hey, listen, any any way that you can see somebody do The Boys in Back of Town live, if I, I can mean, see
2: Cowboy, somebody do oh, Cowboy
3: Live oh. I mean, yeah. Any any of that albums albums. Jail, album.
2: Jailbreak is another mm-hmm. cover to cover yep. classic. Like mm-hmm. I Love Jerry. And I grew up with it,
3: like as a tape, like from like someone had. I think it was my uncle had recorded it, like off the vinyl. So like in my head, I like have to have the break, and I'm like, right And then it's cowboy song, and, yeah, like it's it's an all timer like it's the best. But yeah, it's it the, our record. Like, but then when we shut down, it was a lot of like I think similar to what your situations are like. Things like Walmart and like we had, that was where I used to buy a lot of albums from was like supermarkets um <laughs> so mm-hmm. but i'm like a total nerd and I, I just remember i've kept all my cds i'm a cd guy like you like um and i just remember everything about them yeah mm-hmm. like when we moved house we had mm-hmm. like 30 boxes of just cds like it was crazy mm-hmm. and like yeah just i remember pretty much everything about them and because some of them are so special to me like that i just can't get rid of them like i know like so many people are like why have you still got cds Which i just they were so expensive and i know they were <laughs> like, can't, yeah. like the most mm-hmm. expensive yeah. thing that i own. my
2: fortune yeah my retirement is
3: in those <laughs> I, I, i'm not like i'm not delusional i know anything.
2: oh i know me <laughs> but neither. yeah like, but like if only i would have saved it's just this.
3: yeah so because you know as we've learned the last few years especially like stuff gets taken off the internet like oh yeah stuff you can't find and as you've probably learned there's some bands that only exist on these like mystical shiny discs from the past so yeah it's -hmm. very
1: yeah it's i mean all the time i'm just like it'll it'll blow my mind that there'll be some album that i'm like oh yeah i want to go listen to this now and like like for a while um failures the heart is a monster was gone from streaming for no apparent reason i had no idea why and i remember literally like finding that out and then going and being like i couldn't find the mp3s for some reason they were on like an old hard drive i'm like this is the worst day of my yeah. life. I need to have this immediately. And then I, this is talk about like record store moment. I had a failure Fantastic Planet shirt. I put it on, put Ronan in the car. We drove an hour to this record store in Bloomington, Indiana, roll in there, and I bought every single failure CD they had. So I had them all. And then the guy was ringing me out and he looked at me, looked that I was wearing a failure t-shirt. I was buying every failure CD and didn't say a word. He just was like, this guy, this guy, the real, uh, real failure real failure but also he's got the shirt but he doesn't have any of these albums something happened i don't know i don't <laughs> know no questions i went to know. see
2: him live bought the t-shirt went back
3: yeah. to get all the albums well that happened with yeah. um a cave In. it wasn't sorry Cave In. <laughs> they yes. only got added mm-hmm. to spotify in the last few years because and you know della soul yesterday got added like yes you know, like, yeah it just yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. exist if and you know i really love shellac and all of that's been taken off now and just think like it's it's so ephemeral it's almost like going back in time like before the internet like when you like this is another reason why i loved my magazines so much was i didn't have the internet at home when i was growing up like i just didn't and like i used to watch music television not mtv (laughs) music television we had like a block of channels and like we would watch the karang channel there was a q channel like the magazines all had channels and like it was like, obviously themed around what that music was. And that was, I would often read about the band first, or like see a picture of them and be like, yeah, I'm gonna look into them. I posted about it the other day, actually, like the hives, like I never heard them. and I saw a picture of them and I was like, oh my God, that is the coolest band I've ever seen. Like the hives just looked amazing. And luckily they sounded as good as they were, but I think you've talked about Amen before. Amen, you couldn't mm-hmm. get, like they were all over these magazines. And like, I never heard them until very, very recently, and I was like, what's the deal with this band? Like, they look great, they look, they've got this, like, attitude, yeah. they're cool, ostensibly, but the music's so shit. Like, what's going on here?
1: I mean, ultimate with Amen, I think it was just that casey chaos had no equilibrium no. as we talked about on the show the guy you watch these videos he's just falling down constantly and that i think ultimately is probably why it didn't it's a little out.
3: bit like um i think this is going to be like such a left field comparison pete Doherty, like back in the day if you'd never heard the mm-hmm. libertines but you'd seen pictures and you'd heard about all their exploits yep and then like when they got really big like by the second album which obviously like sorry it was nowhere near as good as up the bracket like i was Mm. i was there i loved i loved up the bracket i loved the ep and then that second album came out and that was post all of the like tabloid stuff i was like people would think that this band is absolutely rubbish (laughs) if they'd like only seen the like scandal and then listened to that and it'd be like this is not what this band is like this is it's so not like representative of them but yeah like but yeah anyway
1: (laughs) no i mean well it's funny because i mean that whole beat uh p doherty era i was like thinking Has all the people that we're seeing this about, have they even listened to, like, the Libertines at any given time? Because I also feel like for us over here, Matt, I mean, I think the Libertines moment was pretty short very, very short yeah i don't i don't think it was it was uh yeah because I, I feel like when that second record came out i think it was basically everyone was like well this is kind of done at this point yeah. also i think they got market corrected by arctic monkeys yeah they, so they was, i feel around the same like, time
3: the, the, yeah. like I, I loved all of that stuff in that era like british bri- bri- british rock of that era indie rock i was an <laughs> enemy kid in that era so um like i was like 16 when all that happened so that was my coming of age that was my loop biscuit when you were 16 was like wow nah, wow i'm gonna you. listen to this Claxons album for the rest of my life
1: <laughs> <laughs> i just listened to the entire Claxons discography like a month ago
3: i think it stands the up this one doesn't the... it's so bad whoa what? and i listened oh, to that if i don't I listened to that Rachel, so come on many times. like that was one of the albums like that my mom told me to stop listening to because i listened to it too much it is so. If I
2: don't listen to that hard fire. Oh album.
3: God! Uh, now they now, now that's like a joke band in this country. <laughs> like
1: they're like they wow. like a punchline in this country. <laughs> wow! Oh, who's the other... nailed it? Perfectly. <laughs> you got it, Matt. Who is the other? Who are those other guys? Oh, I'm killing me now. They were like everyone wanted them to be like I want to say like the British Killers or something like that, and they were really popular in Britain in like 2008, 2009 and oh it's gonna drive me crazy but like i remember their album came out here maybe in like 2007 and it got like a savage pitchfork review and i bought it based off a four-star rolling stone review that in retrospect clearly had been paid for and uh it was bad it was like i know i sold one of my rare moments i sold that cd back but now it's killing me i can't remember the who only this band
3: is like there's like the bravery which are obviously american and then there's jet which are australian oh, yeah. like they're the ones with the pitchfork reviews in my mind but I the mm. bridge kill us. Uh, That's
1: like uh, ri- uh, I wanna I wanna say something with an R, but it's not like riptide or something like that. I don't know. I will I will investigate. Yeah, and figure I this need out. to
3: know
0: we got a
1: few... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta I'll figure this out. But uh yeah. Matt, what we got next? Soon
2: forgotten. it down a little bit gonna bring it down a little bit
1: okay matt
2: hey guys yeah no (laughs) (laughs) i'm into the riff but then they 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 pulled the early no does he does the chorus rip in my notes
1: i wrote that i am not mad at this formula but it feels very stoner metal at this point and I feel this song might be about the pointlessness of war. I thought that if you give it a minute, I wrote in my notes that I think they activate a pit at one point, what?
2: but I don't know. I'll have it under us. We'll, we'll pull it back up. Now I hear this and I'm just I'm I'm so checked out at this point. I'm sorry to say. It, it, like, you I know just... what?
3: It sounds like Second come in. It's got like it's mm. got like Love Spreads vibes. Oh, Love Spreads!
2: <laughs> oh, I was so angry at Love Spreads. Oh.
3: I
0: think
2: it is that riff Yes it, It's close It's at least an interpolation Yeah, I just That is another one that gets played in the uh, movie They're on the stage And the detective is talking to the strip club owner Like, I'm looking for this girl Oh, are you? You haven't
3: seen her around <laughs> here i i think that the riffs I've, I've like written that it sounds like some kind of like very similar to that like a sort of like man show sting like a sort of like <laughs> do you know like a man's oh. radio show where it's
1: like oh uh, uh, yeah and well we'll be back
2: with hedgehog and the big dick in a minute
3: <laughs> Or like, um, uh, or like the, a, uh, uh, shine
2: by collective soul, like that has that song. Ooh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh
3: shit! Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: that's
1: uh, that's what I remember though. That band, and I think we've talked about it before the uh, the riff on Live's uh, Secret Samadhi, Lakini's Juice. It's like, is this <laughs> is this riff good or did they just put a lot of distortion on it? And I always go back to this quote. This kid said on the bus in high school when Lakini's juice came out, he goes, this riff's kind of sick, but live fucking sucks." And I was like, <laughs> that's... And we're finding out even more how much oh, live sucks. I, oh my God, this article in Rolling Stone recently, amazing. Um, to go back briefly, I did a quick Wikipedia scroll and I found the band I was thinking of. The band, I remember, had so much push, was Razorlight. Oh,
3: Light. no, no. Golden First Touch? First album, was that fantastic. This? Loved that album. Second album... Now, you say The Killers. Have you ever seen footage of um, the Boomtown Rats? Because that man ripped off. (laughs) Johnny Valle ripped off. uh... What's he called? I can't remember his name. Um... Give me all your fucking money. What's he called? (laughs) Geldof. Bob Uh, Geldof. He ripped him uh, off so much. Yeah, that second Razor Light album. The first one was an absolute smash hit. Second one, Bombed, because the lead single was that song called America, if you remember that.
1: Oh, I remember that had a big, I want to say a big enemy push. And they were like saying like, this is the song. And I think that might have been the killer's thing, too, is he was like, we want to make this one. We're going to be we're taking over. And I mean, there's nothing. And I know you you must see it all over there all the time where some British bands like, well, we've conquered the island. Oh, yeah. Now it's time to conquer the world, i.e. America. And the only way to do that is to make a song called America. We see you, us Brits see you Americans and we get it. <laughs> and uh, most of the time we we don't, we don't get it. Uh yeah, Up All Night was the album I got that I did not enjoy. It had a 4-star review in Rolling Stone. It had an 8 out of 10 in Drowned in Sound. Pitchfork 3.7 out of 10. They were not It was fans. it, it was then, a
3: it was yeah. lightning in a bottle. That period of British indie rock it's got it like it it gets called unfairly i think now they've tried to retrospectively call it indie sleaze which kind of pisses me off a little bit yeah it's very american and like i don't think a lot of it it's now it's also called like uh, it gets called landfill indie because the cds got like sold so many copies and like it was like a real bat like boom back to like sort of the brit pop era where like british bands were like totally killing it so there was like there was like the A tier bands, which ended up being Arctic Monkeys, Block Party, Maximum Park, who I am biased about because my boyfriend is currently in them. Um, <laughs> I know. Whoa. I'm hey now. And hey now. Whoa.
2: I'm from. Uh. But- Apply some pressure, True. still gets played <laughs> at the comedy club we yeah, work so at
3: Week. I was like a total, like, the Future Heads, like, my friend works for them now, like... Mm. So that
2: first Future Heads so record, where I, where I love from, it. where
3: I'm from, like, those two are the big mm. bands, like, that, like, they're, like, the Northeast's indie hits. Franz Ferdinand, that's an A-tier. All of these bands, mm. they were, like, the A-tier, but then there was, like, the B-tier, which is things like The Enemy, like, The Twang, The View... The Wombats, like Razorlight, the others—there's just all like un- unlimited bands that like came after it mm-hmm. that like tried to capitalize on this sort of boom of British success.
2: Was that like the, was the Maccabees in yeah,
3: there? Yeah, yeah. Well? Then it sort of evolved in like they were sort of the softer side, and then it evolved into things like Two Dawson and a Club and like the sort of like I don't know, like big sort of anthemic indie, and then it's become that's like being taken over by things like the 1975 have filled that gap and i don't know if has fender reached over there
0: no Can't say well he's like the now. he
3: is now the the bruce springsteen times the killers but of the uk like he but he's from the northeast of england and he's very much in that i'm going to break america so i'll be surprised if you don't hear him but um
1: all right, you know, you know what? That sounds like something uh, our friend Ashley would be all about. Bruce Springsteen, she'd yeah. be all about that. Um, I, d- I did want to see if I was right about the follow-up record, the self-titled Razorlight. That's how you knew these boys were done. They followed up their debut, and they're like, self-titled, self-titled nice. second all record,
2: self-titled first or sixth. Yeah, yeah. That,
1: um, those them's yeah. the
3: rules. You wait, them's the rules. You don't... Every other, album. <laughs> every, every That's right. <laughs> um,
2: quick cue, but, Lauren. Yeah, Matt um oh I, I i felt like you had something i'm sorry
1: i i let me just yeah i went and looked at the second razor light record just to see what the reviews were and indeed uh truly savage they got a 2.8 out of 10 from pitchfork a 3 out of 10 from pop matters a 2 out of 5 from rolling stone and stylus magazine gave it an
3: f you it'll have got 10 brutal. out of 10 in nma it will have
1: uh let's see 10 enemy oh they have the enemy enemy gave it oh, 8 out of wow. 10 <laughs> see oh you know what here's the thing though that's how you know that's how you know that things are coming down enemy couldn't even do it you know this is like if they this is like if rolling stone gave a u2 album less than four stars you'd be like something's wrong something's wrong this is a bad u2 <laughs> yeah yeah we're you gonna thought see the
2: last it. one sucked yeah this one's really bad uh i think we really talked about respectful of our oh, time yeah. is this album
1: by matt matt how long is this album that's a very good question and my
2: understanding is it's 12 songs you're it's correct 40 it's 40 minutes yes so you're on your third listen if you've been playing this in the yeah. background <laughs> yeah absolutely
1: uh i mean fairly respectful of our time i'd say so oh yeah big yeah, time absolutely it cooks it cooks it's cooking it's cooking we've got we got two left this next song is called in
2: I'm in this one. I like this one. This one. I've been needing something new, something different. It's fun. I'm Mm -hmm. having fun listening to this one. Yeah. Chorus is good. It's hooky. It's good. I like this one. This is a party. This is a party song to me. Like, let's have a good time, man.
1: I think we can all agree that this song needs to be bumped up. up. Bump it up. I say, you go from Stitch into this, make this track two,
2: now you're cooking. Now you're really cooking. Now you can slow it down, or you can get to a Midland, but, like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been waiting for a track like this.
1: Yeah. I mean, that it, it is the ultimate question, though. I mean, well, no, we know with this one. It's because, you know, Risky Russ was not there to give any notes, so these kids were just, like, throwing them wherever they wanted, but I, I definitely do think, like, this, uh, this definitely should have been bumped up. Rachel, how do you feel about this one?
3: Yeah, I agree. It's like, I, I feel like we maybe activated a tiny pit between us. <laughs> it's yeah, a tiny yeah, one, not a full a, one.
2: A, we, <laughs> we activated a party pit. Party p- absolutely, I to, absolutely. I was trying
3: to do some snake arms. I don't know if it was oh, full you got snake, snake arms, arm. but it was a bit sort of. Snake arms. I got or... a, like, yeah. like you know, a bit of a new metal cliche, the sort of like Egyptian y. Like, sort of like, <laughs> I can't really explain. It. Like, you know, I get like that disturbed E type thing where it's like a sort of ooh, exotic riff. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. A little bit of like, of like I've I've heard of the Middle East, yeah, never yeah, been, yeah. but I've heard yeah. about it, and I heard things can
2: get a little mystical yeah, yeah. out saw there. Saw Disney's Aladdin. No. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I saw Disney's Aladdin directed by Guy Ritchie, <laughs> and that was my understanding.
3: Yeah, it's got like desert, deserty vibes. Like if they were to make another mm-hmm. video, had they been given the money. Um, that would have been a good setting for them it would have been a nice it would it, i mean it would have been like a beach in the north of england probably and it wouldn't have been very exotic and there would have been like dead crabs everywhere but like you know <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh a wash know, in dead
1: <laughs> <crabs>. <laughs> you know what you know what though i just this just popped in my head and we've been talking about you know how uh basically how hard it is i guess to travel around the uk yeah and now i'm really understanding um why so i am um, you know i'm deep in the 1975 right now in my life and the comments whenever they announce a show in the uk the comments underneath are you would think that this is like an advertisement for like water to a bunch of people who are dying <laughs> thirst. like they're just like why won't you come to me come closer to me and i'm just like this is just an island. How far can these things be? And now I know that no one can get anywhere. I mean, so when yeah. these guys announce a show that's like apparently 45 minutes away, they're like, you might as well be on the moon. 45
3: minutes is band. lucky. Like, it's just, if you don't have a car, like at the moment, our trains are absolutely fucked because all the drivers mm. are on strike and like the keep putting the prices up and like any good, like so I can get to London from where I am if I can get a train booking and it'll take about three and a half hours. Like, that's, like, a pretty long journey for us, which I know, like, I, I always think this, like, in context of America, like, you know, you all live in a state where, like, the next major city in you want one state is probably the same length as the UK. Like, it's, yeah, it's crazy. But, like, yeah, bands where I live in the northeast, we do get missed a lot. And, like, it's always been that way. And when I was growing up, again, I only lived an hour away from Newcastle and an hour away from Leeds by car, like, maybe an hour and a half on the train. And like no bands ever came to us, and if none of us could drive because we were all younger. So the only bands I ever saw were in the slightly bigger town next to us. So that's what that is why. And you'll laugh at this one because I was listening to your SR71 episode the other day and you spoke about this band. This is why I saw the band Wheatus three times in two years. (laughs) (laughs) And they became my favorite band because they were one of the only bands that would come to my town. So
1: There it is. That's what it (laughs) takes. Listen, in Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh, which sometimes we get get uh get skipped, um, the Clarks are this local band, and everybody swears by the Clarks because they're always playing all the time. I mean, I'd say Matt, who who were the big big local boys for us would have been like Sponge played all the time. Sponge, Kid Rock, Kid Rock. um, I mean, those are
2: the ones that made it. And then underneath that is twenty thousand feet of detroit rock bands that Mm -hmm. i if i if you were to say their name like government mule yep they were one of them uh if you
1: i would say if you went to an indie rock show in metro detroit between 2004 and 2009 you probably saw the hard lessons open (laughs) at least two to three times hard lessons are everywhere all the time and um yeah it was just like a given you're just like you go to a show and you'd be like oh yeah i'm seeing a Brenda benson who's opening and the hard lessons walk out i'm <laughs> like here they go here we go hard lessons let's do it again and uh yeah for, do- for every
2: white stripes there's mm-hmm. like a detroit cobras uh the von Bondies at least had it they hit. came in my town i saw
3: them <laughs> Ooh, there you Ooh, go
2: there you go mm-hmm.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah uh was Matt was the Mooney Suzuki local? No, well, they were a they... New York band,
2: okay. but we all had right. the Dirt Bombs, the Electric Six, the Rock on Tours that. I saw Electric little... Six a few times yeah, as well. We got yeah. the lower yep. level
3: bands yep. that like they came up. With. But I've got friends who are like very very into, like garage garage rock um like so all yep. those bands that you're saying I'm like, "Yep, yep." And like they really <laughs> really love that stuff like that see, I don't know if you saw that CD I shared on the hives is all that stuff. Like, or like the, there's a lot of Detroit garage on that. So, yeah, they'll, yeah, mm. I, I see that. But, yeah, we just got like whatever sort of one hit wonder rock band was in the charts, they would maybe get like big in the UK. So, I think Wheatus were bigger over here because they got like, I think they got mm. to number one mm. in the UK charts. And they're like, because we've only got one chart, really. Not like <laughs> I get very confused by your yeah. charts. We've got one chart. Um, and if you hit number one, then you you your song has been heard by Truly are. everybody in the country. Like Teenage Dirtbag was an enormous song. And so was their cover of A Little Respect. And like, yeah, um, like Rolling got to number one. Like there's so many like new, like new metal bands got to number one in this country. And like, yeah, it was it was a bit of a moment. But yeah, like we just got like whatever bands came on that first tour did really well found us found like realized that like actually people in the uk don't get that much stuff and especially in these small towns and then just kept coming back so that's why i saw we are so many times
1: <laughs> yeah well i well i think um isn't we are scientists like huge? yeah over there? They,
3: they play like yeah. pretty regularly they were like an, they were an enemy band as well so like i've seen them yeah. like in like smaller clubs um like a few times but yeah. they were yeah they were i like them i like them plenty that
1: first album's great I, <laughs> oh yeah i you know i i tune in every time they drop a new one i don't think i've loved a record since like their third one but um but i've seen them t- i saw them on a tour touring the first album with art Group. oh I, see i like them as well like yeah and that was a that was that was like 2006 peak of that whole era place was packed people were losing their minds uh people were yelling songs at the art brute guy um, play modern art oh no somebody kept yelling play my little brother and and the whole band laughed and they're like don't worry we're yeah. gonna do that one we've got one album <laughs> like we're gonna
3: get Just to it play uh, sweet child of mine Guns and rolls is at glastonbury <laughs> like <laughs> yeah we'll
1: get yeah. to it we'll get to our song uh well believe it or not We got one song left on this Defenestration album, and it is called Till the Cows. Get thrown out the window.
2: Matt, we'll start with you. How'd you feel about this one? You know, um, I like a. I like if we're gonna change tempo, I like a something that kind of takes me to the tempo change, instead of just smashing gears like they did there. It was just like we're we're at this tempo right now, and if you feel that, it's like whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, kind of felt like the you know. When your dad said, this this music sounds like instruments falling down the stairs. Um, <laughs> I understand now as an old man yes. what he was talking about. <laughs> it's this type of stuff where it's just like, I just need something I can boogie to, you know, get into. And then you've changed the rhythm on me and now I'm, I'm shimmying when I should be just like lurching. So um, I will say though, feel like is an appropriate close i don't want to give final thoughts yet so i'll leave it
3: there
1: okay all right rachel uh
3: i think like actually hearing it now i've I've listened to this three times but like hearing it now that chorus did republica hit over (laughs) that you know that
1: Oh yeah, we it had sounded like, oh, It
3: it yeah. a little bit like uh, "Ready to Go" by Republica. Anyway, I think it was just she sounded more Ooh. pronounced. Mm. Her voice sounded more pronounced on that one. But anyway, yeah, I think you're right. It's the old "What are you? What do you want me to do? What do you want the pit to do?" kind of thing. Like, mm. what do you want the pit to do? Me to, like, do pit to every do? single song has been the same like beat, and it's either like just all of us nodding like this. I don't think it ever really gets going, and it's just yeah. yeah. I don't know. And uh, like you know as I said earlier uh, right. she's she's the poor lass has got to get her her asthma medication on the go so she has to, that's why she keeps jumping in and out of like she's like singing and then she's screaming and you know she can't she can't keep it off. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, for me, uh, you know, I wrote my notes that we were rocking out the door. This band does not do ballads. We were chugging. We had some screams right there at the end. I mean, knowing what we know now about, I guess, about the asthma thing, I guess it makes sense why we don't have consistent screams throughout the album. They're, you know, parceled out as, as available. But I like this one as a closer. I mean, it felt pretty much consistent with the rest of the album in that way. So I didn't think, I mean... It would have been, I mean, anytime I get close to the end of an album the first time, I'm always like, are they going to acoustic me right <laughs> now? Are they going to slow boy me out the door? You know, or even worse, are they going to do one of those acoustic numbers where they decided that, you know, we've been properly micing everything, but now we're going to record you in another room with a mic outside in the backseat of Russ's truck. Like, you know, we won't be able to hear shit. Um, so I appreciated that it was just like, we're going to rock out to the end, consistent through line. So... for me like i said i've been on the ride for this album so i enjoyed it i thought it was pretty good and then lyrically you know i didn't even write anything out there i mean i think we just till the cows come home classic saying clearly we use it here you guys use it there we all know what it means nothing more to be said
2: (laughs) well let's take it home then let's
1: take it home is now the part of the show where we talk about canon talk talk about the canon. Rachel, you're our guest. We will start with you.
3: So I think that this was a lovely listen. And I'm really glad I brought it because I think while my other choice would have been lovely, it would have been a lot more funny. This is like a genuine sincere effort. And I think it shows. I don't think the whole thing goes in for me. Um, Mm -hmm. The production is too sloppy. It sounds like a demo sounds like the kind of thing like I've got a thing where I say that a band sounds like a support band like a band that that only sounds like when you walk into a club or you walk into a venue and you're like oh there's the support band playing and I think that's the same thing as you saying it's the strip club band in the background I think if I was going to argue for anything I would argue for Stitch just because that's the most new metal and I remember the video and I remember the yeah I think the look I think the video is very new metal they've tried they're very cute like it's very like I don't know it's baby's first video and it's it's a real little artifact of the time and I think the song is a really good effort of like they've obviously listened it's interesting like I was thinking about this they've listened to the bands like Slipknot and they've listened to Limp Bizkit and they've listened to Korn and they've listened to Deftones and then they've listened to like the Stoner stuff from the 90s and then they've they've done that whereas like bands like Deftones and Limp Bizkit were listening to 80s stuff and Cornwell's and all stuff. So this is a band that is truly influenced by the first wave of new metal, I think. So I think this is a nice piece from the time. Like I think Stitch would work really nicely in the canon, but that is my point.
1: For me, you know, I was on the ride with this record. I had a really good time with it. I thought it was honestly ripping up for the most part. I I mean, we didn't get a ton of screaming, but when we got it, I thought she delivered it. Uh, But it definitely is samey sounding. But I I did love like the doomy sound of it a lot. And I mean, I definitely wanted to hear more. I would agree, not the whole thing in the canon, just because it does does get too samey. But I definitely would say Stitch. I would for sure put in the canon. Especially just a kickoff. I I don't even know if I mentioned it. I wrote my notes hot open. So,
2: yeah, Matt. Yeah, I would. I'm down for Stitch. I do, I do think the rest of the album is a little flat. Definitely feels very first effort, um, first draft, worst draft, or first draft, best draft. But it's all first draft. And but what you know? Again, they did it. They put it together, and that's fucking awesome because that's a really hard thing to do. Anybody who's ever tried to do anything, it's like this is hard to do, not easy. Um, it needs two less songs. I would cut off two in the middle. I would absolutely push in up, um, till the cows find clothes, but go the weezer route. Ten songs. I don't need twelve songs, and especially two songs that sound in uh that all sound the same. I would probably cut uh intro. I right, get that out of there. Get it out uh, of there. We, we don't or put it at the beginning uh (laughs) two options
3: that was russ that was russ he accidentally sorted alphabetically and just put it on
2: (laughs) (laughs) give me intro give me stitch give me in and then we can keep the intro in the album because i think two of the more meandering ones are the ones that i would want to cut like a two hopeful or or in all fours um but oh no soon forgotten soon forgotten is forgotten get it out of (laughs) here um but yeah, Stitch is great. I really like the song. It's catchy, it's poppy. It's got our version of Ross's rules are exemplified in it. And it's a great listen. And we And the whole album's a good We list.
3: didn't even get to it, but it does have a little screaming breakdowny bit, which is like pretty good. And then a sort of like like a roots-ish drum bit. Like, sort of like I'm being very, very kind ben but it. anyway.
2: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and all the re- whole time all of us were just like and this girl is so cute (laughs) (laughs) the whole time listen they're all cuties they're
1: all cuties in this band they're all cuties Uh, even the guy with the spiky hair here I don't know if you can see it here he's like looking tough in the inside liner notes but on the back he's sitting here and he's like I'm here with my friends and we're just having they're all absolutely friends
3: there's no like sexual Mm -hmm. tension between them or anything it's just like this is just Mm -hmm. people who went to school together and it's quite sweet Mm -hmm. like it's just Yeah. yeah there's no Fleetwood Mac here
1: no no real brothers and sisters vibe yeah yeah just sweeties uh so there you have it defenestration your song stitch and the new metal cannon. welcome and uh that does bring us to the end of this episode of roach coach rachel thank you so much for coming on truly a pleasure truly an honor everyone can find you at mosher mags uh, anything else you wanted to plug you you brought up the hives earlier the hives shared your yeah, post so exciting. you're big time now
3: <laughs> yeah that just yeah at mosher mags on instagram um I, i'm trying to get better at like posting consistently and um i'm trying to share more full articles as well And i need to find a place to put them i'm just put them in a google drive at the moment which doesn't feel very secure but yeah um holiday kirk is getting a lot of is requesting a lot from me which is which is fine the man is very driven so
1: um <laughs> uh, he sure is he sure he is, sure is. <laughs> <laughs> uh well rachel thank you so much for coming on you know what come back anytime i really come appreciate back anytime it.
3: maybe we'll do the yeah. other choice next time that would be quite funny yeah we're, <laughs> absolutely. we're in we're in or we're maybe in. we could just start uh, that Brit rock podcast we, we've always wanted to do oh, oh
1: could yeah. we? <laughs> let's do it let's do it baby let's lost souls dubs let's go <laughs> we're talking this week we're talking about badly drawn. oh my <laughs> god badly <laughs> boy is my favorite i'm
3: going to see him this month so. <laughs>
1: oh there we go there we go all right ah uh, so and uh please keep saying hello to us follow Master mags on instagram at Masher mags and say hello to roach coach on facebook twitter instagram roach coach coach of the can all those send us an email Roachcoachpodcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com. And until next time, Matt, thank you.
2: Lauren, thank you. Rachel, Rachel
3: thank, thank you. you. Thanks.
1: All right. Bye
4: bye.